Fantastic Cypher here on FranklinArmstrong.com. My name is Brian Doc Holiday, and uh, to my left, my co-host, Jaws D. Jaws D representing. And then on the line, we are honored to welcome our guest, Milton George. Yeah. WordCon CEO and con chair. Stuck in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) So if you hear random swears, people, it's because of the traffic, and we're okay with that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is actually so. Last time you and I spoke, I was doing the show live from a radio station, but I don't do it at the radio station anymore. I ended up because I studied sound engineering, bought all my own equipment, and started my own thing. And we broadcast live through this service called Mixler, which allows us to do live broadcast uh, over the internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty cool. It is awesome. And then uh, we turn the episodes into podcasts really easily, so it's really fun. Uh, I have a great time doing it. Uh, just to let the listeners know, there is going to be a small pause at some point because we're going to be having another guest who's doing their best to come in. Uh, so uh, just so for all of you listening live, there will be a, s- a short pause. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, when this is produced later, you won't notice because it will be edited out. But yeah, today we are here because we are going to be talking about, I think I think even, even though it's only February, we easily say the movie of the year. Yeah. Hilton, what do you think? It's the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> you know when you have a rapper... I've been saying that for two months. I know, yeah. You know when you, you know when you have a rapper that's like ready to come out and like has this like hot hot album that's coming out and just like, boom, puts it all on the table because it, be, it, it might be his last? Yeah. That was it. I think that was it. Oh, that's how you feel? You feel that's, like... That's why I feel about MCU it. MCU was just like, this could be the last good thing we ever release. It's insane that this is... Ryan Coogler's third yeah, yo. movie? Yeah. <laughs> third movie? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, th- that brother that brother got two more wishes on that lamp he wrote. Because <laughs> <laughs> he done, because whatever he wished for, he got, man. I'm telling you, that, mm. uh, it, it, is, it, it was smooth, it was well-written, the character development was on point, yep. the script, multiple plot lines, the, 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 the special effects... Cinematography. I mean, this movie had no flaws, and I've seen it three times this weekend. Damn, three times. I saw it twice, so I shouldn't say damn like it's crazy. All, all of you guys are better than me. I'm, I still got two more to see. Two more. To, you've, so you've only seen it once. I've only seen it only the once. Seen it once. That's okay. Disney gonna get that money, man. Yeah, you might as well yeah. just go and accept it. Disney's got that money. They getting it. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's like Debo pulling up to the porch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, it, it's it's a pretty crazy adventure. I know a lot of people have been crazy excited for this for a long time. Um, we all wanted to see more diverse. I mean, one of the things you and I are both members of Blurred Hub on Facebook, and I think uh, yes. one of the things I I've seen people say the most is you know there's that request for diversity. Seventeen movies with white male leads. It made sense that finally. Mm-hmm. You, when you diversify, you you get that response, that yeah. positive response from the public of like, oh, you know, it's and it's not to say the other movies weren't good. Mm-mm. It's just that, you know, seventeen of the same thing, as good as it is, it's mm-hmm. still seventeen things and of uh, similar things in a row. Yeah, and I feel like right, people right. people were hungry for something different, not just for the po- not just for the purposes of diversity, but they were just hungry for to see something change a little yeah. bit. This movie uh, took it to a different level because 
you know, we talk about diversity, you know, up until this movie, we've been talking about things like Luke Cage, mm -hmm. even Blade, yeah. uh, and that you got uh, Black Lightning. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all aspects of the African-American experience. And even for those of us who are younger and maybe don't remember some of these characters from the 70s and 60s and 80s, you know, we have some familiarity. We, we Even if we haven't been to Harlem, we know where Harlem is. Yeah, and we yeah. know what soul food and soul music is and, and Pops Barbershop and all that. Yeah. <laughs> but when you go to a, a fictional a fictional Afrofuturistic, you know, African nation yeah. that the directors and the writers and the producers went to great lengths to pull from from actual, you know, uh, uh, tribal garb and mm -hmm. tradition and music and language, you know, we were transported too. Yeah. yeah. You know, white people, black people, we all sitting in the audience with our jaws on the ground talking about, damn, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they, we, we didn't know that, that it was like this, you know, so uh, it was it was an adventure uh, into diversity on a level and to a scale that I don't even think all black people have fully absorbed yet. We're 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 taking our first bite of this apple just like everybody else in America. And even though we've taken a certain additional level of ownership of it because it's black panther and all that you know it's still it's it's a, it's it's still something that we haven't seen before yeah i mean one of my co-hosts unfortunately is not here today but um skinny one of the things that he said regularly about this is he feels that watching the movie <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> He's watching the movie. He's yeah, he probably yeah, yeah. he called in sick so he could go see it another time. That's true, probably. Uh, no, but one of the things he said is he 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 always joked that he doesn't think America's ready for this story, and I don't think he meant it as in they're not actually ready. But I think you know when you know when you like you're kind of puffing up your chest and you're saying you ain't ready, you ain't ready for this. I think he meant it like that. As I in think like, I think he also meant it like you remember. When we're like, okay, let's see how this election goes with Obama. The first time, yeah, like ah, oh, they're not gonna, they're not really gonna vote him in. Like, yeah, look, just playing a slip. He won. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you. I hope he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole exactly. Blackish episode. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. that's that's what that, it was. That is exactly it. I mean, you've got Black Panther coming out in the middle of Black History Month. Yeah. And you know that just you know that just additionally, I don't know if you've been to any premieres. I've been to three. And with red carpets or purple carpets and, you know, throw carpets, I mean, it's been just, you know, crazy. The first one on Thursday, the pre-pre-opener, it looked like the first 15 minutes of coming to America. Yeah. yeah. I, I, seen, I was waiting for Joffy Jaffer to pull out and, you know, I mean, it was, it was no joke, man. It was, it was nuts the way people were dressing up and, and getting it in and, and the dashikis and the and the uh, tribal garb and I mean well, it was amazing to see people pull up like this you yourself do you want to describe to people what your costume was and also if you don't mind I'd love to post a picture of it in uh, on our site on our page afterwards um, if that's okay oh, with sure. you uh, but do you want to describe? Because well, I I saw your picture. Your the, the outfit you wore. I showed to a whole bunch of friends of mine, being like, "This dude's bringing it next level." I'm ashamed that all I'm wearing is a Black Panther T-shirt. Well, let me let me tell you what my mindset was. So I, I was looking at the, all the Black Panther cosplays with the suits and you know the Zentai suits and all that sort of thing. And I said, "There's going to be about thirty of them running around." Yeah. I said I wanted to really go to the next level, and I was really attracted to the the scenes and the previews where T'Challa is wearing these really formal, just real slick African pattern, you know, uh, jackets and tops and stuff. And I said, okay, 
I'm going to go ahead on and order one. And so I went online and I ordered one uh, from this uh, craft person or craft shop uh, that makes these out of Nigeria. Oh, dope. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and, and it took like almost a month to get made and sent. Oh, wow. And um, Went right to the source. So this gold. Yeah, for anybody, anybody who hasn't seen it, who has, if they look, when they see it, it's got this gold pattern on the yeah. chest. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's beautiful. And, and I also ordered a, a, a gold, uh, I guess, tabard to come across the front of it. Yeah. And then I altered a, a mask, a Black Panther mask, to mimic the gold because, as we know, up until then, the Black Panther mask has been silver and black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go with the gold because I'm also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, so I thought it'd be like a little uh, double nudge there. So that's I figured, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> hey, if you're going to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip the colors. It, right? <laughs> So I get out, I, that's what I was running around in, and, uh, you know, we were at the premiere, and I was, uh, you know, BlurredCon was uh, uh, working with uh, a couple of other uh, groups in doing this promotion here in Alexandria, and I got out of my car, and as, as hype as I was, I was also kind of nervous, because I was like, oh, man, this is so over the top, I don't know how people are going to accept it and all this. And I go out, and the line was around the block, and like yeah. I said, it looked like the line to go see the wedding for, you know, uh, you know, the King of Zamunda. I mean, yeah. they really came out. I was like, well, I'm glad I dressed up because if I had been wearing just some regular old stuff, I'd have been like, let me go on home. This ain't even me. You know, I ain't ready for this one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in much... And so then we... Oh, sorry, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm done. I was just going to say, in Montreal, I wish we had had... There was a few people. There was a few, but... I went, I went on Thursday and there was like a group... Uh, a, a, like a small little group in the front and then some people had their head wrapped yes. and stuff like that and yeah. then I think at the end of the showing after everyone clapped and everyone was starting to leave like some people stuck around and he took pictures of them oh cool and then they went to the Black Panther like the uh, poster poster yeah, standy stand thing, thing yeah. and took pictures there and everyone's like talking to each other so yeah that was cool I mean I know and one of the other guests that's uh, hopefully fingers crossed can make it on his way he organized a uh, flash mob dance um, yeah uh, and a, most, a lot of the people that did the dance with him were in uh, traditional outfits. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for like um, events, but just like comfortable traditional yeah. garb. That was one thing that I know a lot of. So I saw a lot of people being positive about the 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 cosplay, mm -hmm. but some people were saying be sensitive to it and make sure that what you're wearing is in line with the event. So you wouldn't wear something that you'd wear for a formal event if you're going to the movie you okay. know what i mean uh the same way that like a person would say don't wear a native american headdress yeah, yeah. to something like this well i did see people dress up as king joffrey yes and, exactly yeah. and uh his son and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that yeah and zemi and no all rose that. petals on the ground though i saw no rose <laughs> no, petals. No, no, no. <laughs> so but to your point but yeah. to your point my man they um you know there was a guy who was uh helping work the event who was african Okay. And as soon as we started to see all, I mean, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of people dressed in varying degrees of African garb. That's amazing. You know, that was what popped in my mind. I'm like, okay, I hope somebody didn't just jump online and buy something not knowing what it was. You got some, you know, Nigerian funeral garb, you know, exactly. going to the party, you know, yeah. I'm like, and so we were all kind of like looking out the side of our eye at the, <laughs> at, at the guy, at the African guy to try to use him as a cue like okay that cool that's cool all right come on. <laughs> you know because it was like there were white people there were white people in line i yeah. saw an asian dude in a dashiki i saw a white dude in a dashiki and, and I, was, I was 
they, they hey, you know what? I mean, when we we talk about sharing the culture, yeah, and you talk about you know trying to get you know that exposure, yep, uh, you know this is what it means. And you know they were doing the casual stuff just like you were saying, uh, but it was really cool to see that buy-in and that, and it was just this really welcoming atmosphere. And uh, if anybody knows anyone who's from Africa. Most people I know from Africa are very generous with their culture. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they want to share their their food. They want to share their traditions. They you know they want to you know they want to bring you in because it's like there's strangers and there's family. They don't really have like friends. There's no gray area in between. Mm-hmm. And so you know the guy who we were kind of like you know taking our cues from was just over the moon. Like oh I see you're wearing the blah 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 so and so and I was like. He cool. I'm cool, man. Let's do it. So it was <laughs> yeah. really nice the way it, the way the atmosphere was laid out. Yeah, I mean, I I one of the things that I kind of wish I could have done was seen this in the states in a larger black community because mm. I I I was lucky enough to see their white people in New York with a ma- like mostly black audience. Right, right. And you know, nothing. Not that Montreal doesn't have a large black community, but I. Th- like in Montreal for the black community to come out to an event together, you have to organize. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, I would imagine for you, Hilton, when you guys are like as a community, there's just a larger black community. You don't necessarily always have to organize an event to get the black community out in larger numbers. You can't swing a cat in DC without hitting a brother. Yeah. Look, this is, this is, this is Africa West. You know, they, no, no joke. The largest population of Ethiopians outside of Ethiopia is in D.C. We, oh, we wow. got Africa, so so it so the it is definitely a chocolate city. It's got a nice little marshmallow center, yeah. but it's, <laughs> it's still a, considered a chocolate city. So you're right. It's just that kind of cultural significance of being with within the community when you get to experience something like that. And also, one of the things that is great about Black Panther is not just because of the significance to the black community, but significance to the geek community, mm. because you know, uh, yeah. you, I feel like you and I discussed this last time you were on the show, and Jaws, we've discussed this. But growing up, you as a, in the black community, being a geek, yeah, it's not that it's not seen as it's not a bad thing, but you don't necessarily find all your fellow black geeks, yeah. your blurs, as we would say, they're not always easy to spot, mm-hmm. like. Like a lot of people didn't know I was a blurred, for example. Yeah, Everyone yeah. just thought I was like an athlete. You're oh, you look like a football player because you're built <laughs> like a. No, I never played I, football. In I my didn't. Life. I didn't get that lucky. Bro, I was you, always a short kid. Them, uh, you, bro, they look. They they saw a geek on me from a hundred yards yeah. away. <laughs> see my socks. My socks shone through every outfit. I had more floods than Michael Jackson back in the day before it was cool. I was <laughs> blurred before there was a word for it. Yeah. And I I sat in that movie, and I don't mind saying I, I shed many a thug tear in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, just it's just such an emotional thing to see all of that uh, all that buying. Because like I said, we what we said in our last co- uh, conversation is that this is the bridge between geek and cool. Yeah, you know, geek is becoming mainstream, and yeah. while we're moving a little bit toward you know the mainstream cool stuff. I think the mainstream cool stuff is meeting us more than halfway. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, when you've got the top rappers, the top actors, the top directors, and, you know, you're creating, I mean, I'm saying it's the greatest movie of all time. Rotten Tomatoes just, just published an article saying that they rated it the greatest movie of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the headline. 
Exactly. Based on the ratings, rankings, and the and the uh, gross, the estimated international gross. I know, which is insane. I mean, so it, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. You know, if you had told me, you know, five years ago, you know, that all oh, the Black Panther movies going to do four hundred million worldwide <laughs> yeah, in four days, right? Can you imagine? And I still know people that haven't seen it. I mean, million. I know there's still people who are who are waiting and you know are going to go and see it for the first time, and they're going to take somebody who's seen it, and it's going to be one of those movies that people keep seeing and seeing and seeing. But that cultural phenomenon is. I mean, like I said, it is a. This is changing the discussion, changing the dialogue in the black geek community, yes, and in the black community in a way that I don't even think we've seen the full the full scope of yet. Yes, no, I I one hundred percent agree. You never because when you're young, you don't think about it. No. That was one of the things when and we a lot of the conversations I've been having with people is the importance of just seeing it mm -hmm. just for a young black yep. child to see yeah. a black hero on the screen. Because when I was young, I never thought twice about all the heroes being white. You know, my the closest I had to a black hero when I was younger was, I guess, as a teenager, I had John Stewart on Justice League. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other mm -hmm. black superheroes. I think, I think me it would have been well, no, I was too young for Blade. I couldn't even really. No, watch exactly. That I mean, I watch Blade, but um, for me, it, cause like I would, I would watch like Martin and uh, Fresh Prince, and they would talk about Shaft, how they loved them yeah. back in the day. They'll talk about Jim Kelly, how that was their jam back in the day. Like you would hear about. The Last Dragon, so Time yeah. Act, yeah. but that was all before exactly. my time. So yeah. I'm only seeing it through the eyes of like either older cousins, yeah. shows in the '90s of people talking about stuff from back then. You know, music videos with Busta Rhymes being show enough. Yeah, you know. No, and I and I, I and from what you're saying, it's true that there was that kind of gap for a bit, where at least for us here in in Montreal, that kind of cultural gap where. Those shows like Martin and Fresh Prince and all that stuff was the your window into the black community in the states. Yeah, and the heroes that you understood were. Yeah, this uh, this this movie. I, are we in a spoiler free zone? Should we care, oh, be careful? No, what we no, say, no, or, dude. Are we? So we're oh, gonna okay. say it right now to the fans. You can spoil the movie, guys. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, I would recommend pausing now and coming back to this episode. If you have seen the movie, sit down and enjoy. We are about to go through it in as much detail as possible in the time we have. Um, so yeah, Hilton, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna to remark on uh, the spiritualism and the the adherence to an African story. Mm. The movie opens with. Uh, the voice of a child asking his father, which yeah. is obviously T'Challa asking his father T'Chaka to tell him the story of, Beautiful. you know, how, and you see these visuals that you tell the story in the same way and the same method that they would have told this story, you know, around the fire in a mm. village, you know, in Kenya. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you got same. that sense. Oh yeah, you you felt like you were sitting with that child yeah. hearing the story for the first time. Yeah, and we all were humbled by it because it was so sensitively done. It was so much, you know, telling the story in a very mature way, and the relationship to uh, uh, you know the different tribes and you know the way they fight and the way they join and the way they work together and you know what they unify around the mm -hmm. the rights of success. 
of that stuff comes right from African tradition. And we were learning that as we went, but it was being told in a sort of a superhero story. Yeah. You know, there oh, sorry. things that were happening when there wasn't the so, screen. Sorry, you Hilton, know? you cut out that last part. What was what did you say before the screen? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm driving through a a part of uh, town where my my cell coverage gets a little spotty. So if I if I drop out, I apologize. No, that's okay. That's but okay. I was saying that we were taught. I was such amazing things happened in this movie when Black Panther. Oh, sorry. I think we the ba- the battle the battle pit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know and oh the, the warrior falls. Yes, thank you. The yeah. warrior falls was mm-hmm. I I tear up three times in a row can't stop the waterworks in my own face yeah. when I see that. It's like, oh my God, it's The so beauty of it, yeah. looking at that. Did you, did you, you know? have a chance to so, watch any of the videos where they talk about how that, what the the setup and organization of that scene was? How, you know, all these stand-ins and extras and all the actors came and they had people playing drums and, and, and everyone, Chad, Lupita, all of them have said, like, it was easily the most beautiful communal being traditional bringing it back mm. feeling that love and that connection and feeling blessed in those moments and and kugler was talking about how uh the first time everyone was there and he was looking at the shot how he he had to take a moment to step back because it dawned on him what they were actually doing <laughs> yeah, yeah because in that because i mean even when you're watching yeah. a movie that first time when you see all the the the, the um the door melage are, are doing their dance and nakia's on her ship mm-hmm. with who i assume is a family member uncle maybe someone because yeah, yeah. different tribes and she's doing her dance and then there, there's someone over here and someone over there and all the the little like they're all pontoons, floating I pontoons guess. yeah exactly are floating towards it you i just i got goosebumps then mm. and then when they the door oh, yeah. stomp and pop and the water drains and then they go down and everyone's standing i so when i hear that the director had to take a moment to step back i mean you get it. Mm. I get it. You know, one of those things when I studied film is you. They always talk a lot about um, the the director and the d- director of photography. The way things are shot is from their perspective because mm. they're the one creating this image for you. So the fact that when I listen back to these clips where the where everyone's talking about that moment, and I did feel what they felt, you get you get the idea that they, they worked hard and they brought that moment to life for everybody. Which is huge. Absolutely. Huge. Beautiful. Uh, like, yeah. easily one of my scenes. And I get why you, you said you, you shed a tear. I, I mean, I felt it too. I, I, For me, I think the first time I started to f- have feels was when he, like, definitely at that moment. But that moment where he comes out of the clay into the ancestral plane. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And looks at his dad. Oh, yeah. And he goes, Baba. And, I, mm. and you oh, just... Yeah. I feel it right now. You get those goosebumps thinking about no, 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 no. the scene. What was the What was the line when he goes down on his knees and is and he's grabbing his father's hand and he says, "Stand up." Yes, you're a king. king. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, it's like, oh yeah, my god, dude. He's talking to all the black people on the planet. Yes, that, that I know. Hit me right in my. I know all my Negro DNA. <laughs> it just lights up all of it. Yeah, man. I went, I went like that scene in uh in that scene in Coming to America where they're at the basketball game. And oh yeah. Up. Yes. <laughs> <In the face. laughs> I wanted to do that every time. I was oh, like, dude. oh man, like how how do you even write? Even just writing that line down had yes. to have power. 
Yes. Um, you know, I remember. Um, oh, yes. That was so beautiful. I remember some people were putting the scene of uh, the Lion King. Yeah. It's next to it, like where he sees his dad yeah. coming out from the planes and stuff and all that kind of. And it's like, yeah, that's the same feels. That's yeah. The, yeah. Little me would. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. That first time when you're hey. a kid. Yeah. Go, Helton. And. Now, I was going to say, you know, there's some Easter eggs in there because, you know, there's one gem we haven't seen in the Infinity uh, Gauntlet, and that's the Soul Gem. That's what it, that, yeah, I was and just watching a video today where someone said that, that they're, they're pretty sure that's why they come yep, to. That you got all your ancestors that are immediately accessible in this particular place through this particular accessibility. That's a good point. And, and it's that tactile, and it is that you know, uh, uh, real, you know, it wasn't, they, he didn't act like, you know what I mean? This is a, an intelligent man, highly educated world travel, yeah. you know, and he's like, he was there. Yeah. Like, so, so, you know, there's, there's, there was a nugget there that nobody like saw. I didn't even really get it. So like the third one, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, somebody's well, got the infinity stone. <laughs> well, I kind of felt like, you know, let me shut up. I kind of felt like in uh, in Wakanda, they kind of merge the two, like the spiritual and the technology together. Mm. And then like you have yeah. the rest of the universe, well, the rest of the world. Yeah. They kind of like have your, your Tony Starks that's just specifically technology. And then and then your Doctor Strange. And, your Doctor Strange, and uh, they and never. The, the, that's a good it? point. And never the two shall join. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. that One of the things about Black Panther is the ability to use science and mysticism mm. so well. And yeah. not question it. Mm -hmm. No one, no one okay, makes it. So, oh, go ahead, Hilton. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. I was going to say that, you know, I'm going to have a hotep moment. So just bear with me. Don't get upset. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> two things. Two things. Notice that to fly the flagship, right? Yeah. You, she's sitting in the lotus position. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. how you fly it, right? Yeah. So that that just illustrates your point right there. Yeah. And I said this in a in a in a debate yesterday, and and a, and somebody almost punched me in my gut when I said it, but I still <laughs> stand by it. But because of your statement and everything you said, the merging of spirituality and technology, and how it has infused every aspect of their culture, yes. and their education and their intelligence. Mm. Wakandans, I watch now. Wakandans are the Asgardians of Midgard. Boom. Oh, there you go. Ooh, that's free. You know how you don't even have to pay for that one. That one was free. Do you? Do we think we're gonna get Thor coming into Wakanda and be like, wait, ah, oh. yeah. like there's gonna be like a, like a, I see what you, oh, that's that's like, you look at his hand like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, okay, you guys figured it out. All right, all right, you guys do your thing. Yo, yo, you guys, that's like, some... you know what I would like to see if uh, in the Infinity War. Thor kind of smacks, uh, like not smacks, but like kind of lightly taps um, Black, Panther. Black Panther on the chest, and he's kind of like, "Yo, I'm a king," and he's like, "Well, I am too." I, yeah, oh, yeah. I apologize. And then he'll, he'll react like, "Oh, I, I apologize." And yeah, yeah. Like he'll like, like humble. Like he'll be like, "Yeah," he'll kind of like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't be as friend. I shouldn't be as familiar because well, we're both royalty." Excuse me. Like, you know, <laughs> like he kind of. Along, along those same lines, uh, I actually wrote a little mini-review in a very emotional state, and I threw some unintentional shade at Thor, the, the original Thor movie, mm -hmm. that if 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 Kevin Brownell, bless his heart, he's a nice guy, he does good movies, but yeah, he does, if yeah. Kevin Brownell and the people who had made Thor had treated that story with the same sense of allegory and history mm -hmm. and sobriety that Kugler directed in Black Panther... Yeah. 
then the Thor DVDs would not be propping up wobbly tables all over the country. <laughs> Ouch. It would. Oof. I mean, it's I not mean, a good first you know movie. It's, I, it's honest. But, yeah. It, yeah it, I feel it, it's better it, in the second. But, but if you think about it, you know, it had a lot of the same elements and had that same potential. And I kind of walked into Thor thinking I was going to get what I got in Black Panther, you mm-hmm. know, this dynamic between the father and the son and, you know, the rites of passage and succession and, and, you know, the, the, the interventionalism and tribalism, all of those things were in the Asgardian story, if anyone's followed it through comic books, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really highlighted. It wasn't fleshed out. And to see them do that, yeah, you know, you... in Black Panther and the way they did, you're just like, oh, you know, feed me more i can i can do this all day <laughs> do you do you think kenneth Branagh kind of felt it was like a hit hit job like i'm coming in bam do my thing get out because i know they kind of got him and uh anthony hopkins because mm-hmm. kenneth brown is way more known to doing um shakespeare stuff yeah yeah so i think that's what they're trying to go for and that's what they kind of wanted out of him i don't know if he had any reverence for thor and or he was like oh yeah i'm gonna do this and I'm pretty sure he's not the writer of that movie either. No, he isn't. You know, so I mean, true. You're, you're true. not you're not going to get <clears throat> Hamlet version of Kenneth Branagh. You're going to get you know, um, whichever other movies that he does that he's like, you know what, I'm going to do this, do my little thing on it, but I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to do everything I know I yeah. can do on it. I mean, I feel like. Well, at- you know, I- uh, uh, hold on, Hilton. Sorry. Uh, one of the things I just wanted to say is I feel like one of the things for that era of MCU mm-hmm. when they were in that phase, they were still trying to find themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that's that was part of the first phase. Yeah. And I feel like that's true. I what feel phase like are we at now? Anyway, third, the third, end of fourth, the third, or started fourth. I, they, I haven't, think, they haven't yelled at my face to tell I, me which phase it was. I, like, yeah, I, forgot. I think we're supposed to be at the end of the third phase, mm. or, or um. If I'm not mistaken, Ant-Man and the Wasp dead, like, last, last movie of that phase, and then it moves into the next phase. Mm. And the other thing is Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, is supposed to take place before Avengers and Infinity, Infinity War. I think so. From what I understand. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, I think it is coming out like in in April or something. No, like it, that. It, it comes out later, but it's just the story is supposed to take place before. From what I understood, well, from my understanding, oh. it takes place oh. kind of after yeah. uh, Civil War. No, yeah. So what, from what I understand is you have Civil War where Ant Man is imprisoned, and then he gets out. Yeah, and Cap, then Cap breaks him out. Yeah, and that's then the last scene. Yeah, exactly. And then you find out that. Uh, because of Ant-Man and the tech that he had, and it's linked back to Hank Pym, Hank and his daughter, the Wasp, have been on the run. Yeah. Um, and I Got think, it. Yeah. I th- and I think, the, the, I mean, you know, one of the things I always find a little bit weird is about how they release the movies. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 takes place well before a lot of the other movies. Yeah. It takes place before Civil War, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But they're not on Earth. They're doing their yeah, own thing. Yeah, no, I know. Things but don't it's just, revolve around Earth. <laughs> it's a little confusing if you're watching the movies in chronological order, mm. uh, just because then yeah. they're not in cinematic order. Right. Uh, the, sorry, if you watch them in the cinematic release order, they're not technically in chronological order. Right. Because it's, uh, Guardians 2 exactly. takes place only two or three months after the first one. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... It's like a comic book or oh. something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, they actually are making the movies like they're comic books at that point. <laughs> Um, so Hilton, I wanted to ask you a little bit and, uh, we're going to talk about this as well. So some of the things that I've been seeing on the net, Hilton, I'm sure you've seen it. And I just wanted to get your comments on some of these discussions people have been having. 
Eric Killmonger as a character. A lot of people are concerned about how aggressive he is towards black women because of the way the character. Well, yeah. So I'll I'll just explain it a little bit. Go ahead. So in the movie, because I I don't agree with it, but I you know my job is not to it's to divulge this to you so that we can discuss it, not necessarily have mm. a side. But Eric Killmonger as a character in the story is shown to be an aggressive person. Yes. E- easily. Um. But the the one of the articles I read made specific points to he kills his girlfriend who's mm-hmm. a black woman mm-hmm. he chokes out the the elderly woman who is now the new I guess the oh yeah yeah he chokes her the out new priestess I the guess. new priestess he fights with the Dora Milaje yep. and he fights he threatens Shuri and he assaults Shuri Nakia Okeo all of them he mm, yeah and so in the article people were making points towards the fact that Eric Killmonger as a character is building his idea of black freedom on the backs of black women. Mm. So. I I think that's a reach. Uh, I think they're reading way too much into the character. I mean, you mm. have to think about it this way. You know, the majority of Eric Killmonger's story, as we see it, takes place in Africa. Yeah. So, and he's not really discriminant as to who he kills <laughs> and when. When, uh, when you know, he, up was, until that point. I was going to jump in and say when he takes off his shirt and you see that every mark on his body, he says, "I've killed women, children." Yeah. He says he says who he kills, what he kills. He doesn't care. Yeah. From the get go. Yeah. So right. it just so happens that all of the king's guards are women. Yeah. It turns out that the person that makes all the tech is a woman. It yeah. turns out, huh, the majority of the really powerful people in Wakanda standing oh, well, yeah, up yeah, yeah, exactly. are women. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he, I don't know if, like, I don't 100% agree with that article. It's yeah. just that, hey, these are the baddest mofos yeah. in this country right now protecting what needs to be protected. Yeah. And that's what he's fighting up against. He's not fighting up against a dude. He's fighting up against he, yeah. women. And the women are holding their own. Yeah. And they're taking to taking him to task. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I argued, because I argued same as you guys mm-hmm. against the fact that he's aggressive towards women. Um, I said the same thing. I said, first of all, you can only really count two of those those moments that they've listed yeah the one where he kills the girlfriend and the one where he chokes out the woman because but, but he already killed the last priest right exactly, before that exactly. scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, that, exactly so that's what i said i said he kills the, the girlfriend because she's expendable yeah from what we saw it seems like and i know i i'm reading into it because we don't have enough information but based on movie tropes this is what i'm assuming he uses her for her tech yeah because she, they show her, uh, she takes the break, she has the tablet or mm-hmm. the phone, it's showing that she's looped the video, Yeah, and you move on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those, those mini shots establish that this person is in charge of the tech. And then, and he also using Claw to get into Wakanda. Yeah. Because he knows, hey, the only way I'm getting in is if... With, yes. With Claw. Yeah. <laughs> if I bring way. something to the door yeah. as a gift, they will be more, in, more welcoming to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one where he kills, you know, uh, once again, we're spoiling the movie. So when he's fighting um, Black Panther, T'Challa, and then, you know, Zuri steps in yeah, and tries to stop him and explains, I'm the reason your father died, yeah, not him. Take it out on me. Mm-hmm. I'll kill you both. Yeah. Uncle James stabs him. The next in line for what I guess is the spiritual leader of Wakanda mm-hmm. was that woman. Yeah. 
So it's I, I think when he chokes her and threatens her to destroy all the heart-shaped herbs, mm-hmm. that had more to do with just who's in charge. Yeah. Um, One, who's in charge, and two, what he does, which is destabilize countries. Exactly. That's his MO. Exactly. And then the last fights, I I just wrote, I don't agree because those people attacked him first. And not not to say that he was in the right, Mm. but the Dory Milaje attack him, Mm -hmm. and Shuri and Nakia attack him. He didn't attack them first. He wasn't aggressive towards... Well, he's aggressive in general, but he didn't... But he's like, well, this is my Kingsguard. I don't have to do nothing with him. He wasn't the aggressor. He didn't step up and start just punching people yeah, all willy nilly <laughs> because you know Eric yeah, Killmonger right. is, is crazy. I mean, he is a little crazy, but um, now the flip side. Well, we also of, oh, sorry, have to remember. Ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say we also have to remember that you know I, that Eric Killmonger is portrayed by uh, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, uh, truly even understands the depths of his own hatred. You got to remember, mm, he's never yeah. been to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this has all been a dream up to this point. Yeah. And his mission, everything he had done up to that point was just to have the opportunity to get in front of the king and challenge him for the throne mm. in order to enact his own father's vision. He is he is the living embodiment of his father's yeah. vision up mm. to that moment, right? right? It's only once he gets the throne or actually gets into the, uh, into the fight with T'Challa that I think he really starts tapping into his own personal hatred of him. That resentment that he has is what starts spinning out of control. Yeah. And he goes all willy-nilly and starts killing folks. I mean, it makes no sense for somebody that would want to be king and for and would want to have his bloodline be king to kill the shaman who actually gives the Black Panther power yeah. to the success line or to burn all the flowers that, you know, give you those powers. I mean, I think he started coming unraveled mm. after he came out of after he came out of the dirt. You know, where his own father, his spirit of his father looked at him as if he were lost. That's where his yeah. father didn't shed a tear for himself. The tear yeah. came once his son He said we're both He said lost. there's no tears for me. Yeah. Yeah, he said there's no tears for me. You're you're meeting your father. Now think about that. Yeah. T'Challa when he went back to meet his dad, comes down on one knee, crying, humbled. humbled yeah. You know, reverent, you know, just just overwhelmed with emotion and everything. Killmonger goes in, sees his dad, and he, and he's and he's totally cold. He says, no yeah. tears for me. He says, everybody dies. Yeah. yeah. And he says, well, I guess we're both lost. Yeah. And that's when his father actually starts a, a tear. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he, he does have one tear. He gets that, that one thug about. tear. He gets that one Denzel tear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he definitely had that. He had that glory Denzel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I mean, he's not. He's not. He's still human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you yeah. can tell that the last vestige of his humanity was probably left in the dirt when he when he when he came back out. That's when he was talking Ooh, about. Okay. That's a good point. The last I'm vestige. Killing, yeah. I'm killing everybody. Yes. Yeah. That's a very good point. That Anyone. last tear was that last moment of. This is the end of anything good in me. Mm-hmm. Cuz from this moment on, yeah. I have a mission. That's yeah. a very good point. I remember uh, another thing they were talking about I was seeing online was the the theming, the theme of the movie a bit of it. One of the many themes was um traditionalism versus progress. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time everyone's either no, you have to be fully traditional. No, no, you have to be fully about progress. So yeah. Killmonger's more about well, we're not doing all these old traditional stuff. Get rid of all this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want anybody. The reason he burns down that fla- the the garden yeah. is because he doesn't want anyone coming back to get a hold of that fruit and then 
toppling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, okay, I'm the only one here. Or undoing, or undoing what he does. Yeah. Yes. Whatever he does, or undoing what he does. I got it. Yeah. His approach very much yeah, is a colonialist approach of like, go in, take over, make sure no one else can follow the pattern you used. Yeah. Uh, this is amazing to me. If you think about this one second, let's just take a step back. Mm-hmm. Almost of almost all of the MCU movies, I don't think that we could have had this deep of a of an analytical story into the characters and the motives and the plot, you know, on movie one anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we are with this with this with this movie. I mean, the fact that we're having this depth of a discussion about the first Black Panther movie this isn't even like movie three. This is like yeah. movie one. We're I- I we would, are all just getting introduced to Wakanda, and we're like, we're about to write a white paper on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would kind of so, say, yeah, it's really cool. I would kind of say, like maybe a beta for this is probably uh, Captain America's. Sil- no, no, sorry, not Silver War. Excuse me, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, where like he comes out and he's like, oh, we're the good guys, and it's like, wait, why are we building all these preemptive yeah. things? This doesn't seem right, and he's questioning the country that he's supposed to serve. Yep. So, yeah. like, I would say, like that would be like a beta. Yeah, no, I think you're a right. beta for this. I um, think if we were to look at the movies in the Marvel, and funny enough, all the movies that are the strongest are all the ones you could have actual discussions. Mm-hmm. For me, the best movie in the MCU so far is Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I've and I've and for everyone who's asked me what's your second, I say Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And those are the two movies that if I sat down and someone asked me, you know, why these this long conversation we can have is why. Yeah. The fact that I can sit down and discuss and converse over all aspects of Wakanda, mm-hmm. the motivations, the history, the culture, the cultural significance, the Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. the the next wave of it. The all actual these... good villain. Yes. That we want to talk about. That yes. we're like, oh, cool. That yeah. like we're kind of yeah. like, oh, man, I wish yeah. he kind of stuck around. Oh, dude, I 100% agree with you. I oh. One thing I want to bring up is that what's really interesting about this particular character, about T'Challa, Black Panther, Mm. is that he's a very compassionate superhero comparatively to all of them, where in Civil War, he gets to Zemo. Uh, Yes. And he sees like, oh, man, I was blinded by vengeance. And this guy's blinded so much by vengeance, he destroyed people's lives. And he and Zemo tries to kill him. So he's like, "No, no, no! You're you're going for justice. You're, yeah. We're bringing you in. I'm not. I'm not letting you kill you. So you don't get off yeah. that easy." I've ha- and then in this one, yeah. he shows compassion to Killmonger by letting yeah. him see the sun sunset. Yeah, he sunset. takes him up to to view the sunset. Yeah. Oh. And, and and I've that, had that scene. That. that scene. Yeah, got me. I did too. When he said. Nah, brah, bury me in the ocean like my ancestors who knew bondage, uh, who knew death was better than bondage. bondage yeah, I, Woo! I shed a tear. Woo! I did because heavy. Uh, I wanted to run. I wanted to run a church lap around. Hey. <laughs> just, just, you know, just because the spirit hits you. Just yeah. Like, you think about that for a second. Yes. And when you ask the question, yeah. why? What is the significance of having someone like a Ryan Coogler direct versus? a singer or a Snyder or anyone yeah. else who's doing, you know, superhero movies is because little pieces of the character that are allowed to stay and his ability to recognize the importance of that dynamic in the character, because we as the audience are being confronted with our own history, mm. you know, in reaction to who Killmonger is, Yeah, you know, to say, you know, just, just think about it this way. Like if there was a real Wakanda today, yeah. Yeah. These are the questions that black people in this country would ask, you yeah. know, 
in, in, and you're thinking to yourself, like, oh my God, they're allowing this this line of, of plot, this line of dialogue to continue to weave itself in and out of the movie, yeah. you know, to say, on one hand, you have one extreme, which is complete isolationism, which obviously has been the Wakandan way since, you know, since its inception of the Black Panther, mm -hmm. to complete another militarism where you go in and you intervention, your interventionalism, where you go in and you just take over countries and you rule mm. because you're the most powerful and you think you're right. And I think the struggle was between these two philosophical, you know, uh, uh, points of view with literally the, the country, the, the entire country of Wakanda at stake on that decision. Yeah. And to see T'Challa bridge, bridge that gap, which is kind of what he was trying to exactly. do and he was yeah. struggling with. Yeah. To say, okay, we're gonna we're not gonna go in and 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 like stop all wars or pick sides or give weapons, but we're gonna let people know we're here. We're gonna we're gonna nudge society and influence society in more subtle yeah. ways. And you see that at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I, I will tell you right now that that scene where the kid and if you don't know the kid, he was in Moonlight and he's he's, he's in the shot. Yeah. Shy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. You, you know. When he, he looks over and he sees this spaceship yeah. piloted by, you know, black people, he's never seen anything like that. And he turns over and walks up away from the ship to T'Challa and he's just like, is Who that, are you? Yeah, is that your team? And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, this is the when they talk about representation and, and what it means to for young kids and we just got finished talking about that, yeah. the movie spells that out without being blatant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It lets us live through the characters and say, that's me, or that's my son, or look, my nephew's sitting in the audience, and he's, that's him on the screen. That is the, what I want for him yep. is happening in the movie. Yeah. And, and it seems like that, and it's moments like that that, that happen like every seven or eight minutes yeah. throughout <laughs> this two-hour, 40-minute movie but that you know, you could, it, we could go all week on. It really does, it did come across as a meta moment when I watched yeah. it, because it really was that moment of we, the audience, you know, sitting next to our nieces and nephews and kids, and you know godsons and whatnot mm -hmm. watching this movie with them and them seeing this kid go up to him and just that moment of like them also being like okay so this is the movie is like the ship it's the re the revelation of there is more for us mm -hmm. as young black people than just the stereotypical stuff we've seen in the past right and on top Absolutely. of that, T'Challa, as Jaws D mentioned, being so compassionate mm -hmm. is, you know, usually, unfortunately, in movies, a lot of time, black characters are really firm and un 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 unbending. Blade? Yeah. Bro, yes. <laughs> like Blade? <laughs> yeah. All of them. All of them. Blade? Shaft, yeah, and that's Luke Cage. yeah, yeah. Luke Cage is phys actually unbreakable, you know. Literally, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, and I and and I love that that they were able to do it. And like you said, it was just so perfectly subtle. It's just perfectly subtle. They didn't have to push it in our faces. That and as much as I want them to, I wanted them to be like, "Hey, we're here. We're here. Mm. We we're taking over." Mm. <laughs> but they didn't have to. No, no. I, you know, that spoonful of sugar approach, I think, is also important in the sense that Wakanda itself is planning to do that approach. Mm. Wakanda is not going to come in and just be like, we're here. <laughs> it's also that moment of like, yeah, you know, we're going to set up. And, mm. You know, what are you lowly farmers going to do? And a smile. Mm. You know, subtle. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I think one of the things that I'm really excited for is also... Oh, sorry. Actually, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Throughout the movie, funny enough, there is a repeated theme that everyone is trying to convince T'Challa that Wakanda needs to... Either Nakia, where she's just like, we need to have more outreach. Yeah. Wakabi, who outright says, send me and my boys out there. Yeah. We'll take care of it. Right. Killmonger, who comes in and says... I want the throne because we need to be out there. Mm -hmm. It was a theme throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even just, it's not villains only. It's everyone who's trying to tell him, hey, yes. we should be out there. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting thing. And it's thing. That, that depth that works. Yes. I was going to say, it's that, it's that, it's that depth that, it, I love the fact that it confuses the audience, you know, and I, I, I look at other movies when I think about how they did the, with this movie, and I'm talking about even Star Wars. Mm. You know, I have not seen in the last few Star Wars movies a compelling argument for the Empire other than absolute power, right? Yeah. You don't get a sense of why anyone outside of a Stormtrooper outfit or Rebel or, or, or Imperial Guard, you know, ranking officer outfits why they would want to be in the empire like what what is it about that that is better than what they have there's no compelling argument for that <laughs> and here you are seeing everybody from the villain to the hero all mm. making points that kind of resonate yeah like yeah, yeah that, that, that getting, was something that was something i, I like with that yeah i can see where you're coming from like you know well i remember uh like thinking to myself and also hearing in uh, another video, I think from Wisecrack, they're saying um, how Killmonger was kind of a little bit similar to Kylo Ren, where it's like, you got to burn your past, like just destroy it. Forget, yeah. forget everything. Just not we're moving forward. Forget about all these, uh, all these um, things that we do, all these uh, traditions and all that. Mm. Yeah. The, the luggage, the way. Yeah. 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 And like T'Challa's trying yeah. to balance between the two mm. and do right, and do right after he realizes what his dad has done. Yes, and he's like, we couldn't even bring our own home. We couldn't even oh, bury okay. bury my I uncle. Know. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, yeah, the, the, and they left them there. And Joe the Boy got a pretty Whew. bum deal. Did you, you know the actor? Yeah, yeah, Sterling. I didn't even like. It was only my girl like was nudging me like crazy. From this like, is us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, oh every, my god, it's him. I know. So many people every were scene, so excited. Every scene you see him in. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because and that. I wonder. If, <laughs> I, I wonder if they did that on purpose, knowing full well that he's on a show that already emotes so many, so much, <laughs> so much sadness. Like this is us. I I can't get through full like episodes because I'm like not because it makes me sad but because I know they're trying to make me sad someone wrote on my wall I just watched the first episode of this is us I cried four times yeah. I'm like oh my goodness like yeah. I, I, and I and, yeah. and I wonder if like you know because casting directors are sly like that like yeah. you know do you cast somebody that already creates an emotion inside nah, people? I, I, <laughs> I kind of, from I kind of personally feel this is like the 90s Okay. Again, where like um, all the black movies kind of have everybody in it. Yeah. All the sure. all the black TV shows, like the guest star will be somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so like it'll be like a little rotation kind of going on, yeah. everyone, and everyone gets like a little play. Everyone that's gets fair. to add on to their CV kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> everyone that's gets true. to add well, remember, on to their IMDb. Remember though, well, remember though, this guy in in This Is Us is yeah. a dad, and yeah. he's a damn good one. Mm. Yeah. So for him to come in. And play a compelling father figure was not a, a heavy leap for the audience exactly, to kind of yeah. like 
we don't have to we you don't have to convince us that you have a you are a father who loves his son yeah and that's a given so you you get this built-in platform with him and plus he's a brilliant actor yeah uh but i want to go back real quick to uh when t'challa goes goes back to the to the to the other side uh you know the second time mm-hmm. and what what you have never seen in any movie or any allegory african story you have never seen a son go back to the realm of the dead or whatever you want to call it in front of all his ancestors going back centuries and you saw him yeah. and cuss out his father i know oh, that was so good. my life <laughs> i was like i was like Calm down, Zajala. You go get your. You go break out a belt. I know. I know. I don't know, man. This this movie it lost me right here. You got all your grandparents here too. They gonna help. No, don't do it. I know. This movie lost me right here. You are wrong. This is this is fantasy. Oh my god. This is this is high (laughs) fantasy right now. That's the fantasy right there. High fantasy. No, I I am I am dead. You cannot tell me what to do. I am gone. One hundred percent. I agree with all you guys. When I saw that scene, my first thought was, Whoa, 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 buddy, hold. Hold on. We're talking about some past Black Panthers themselves. Let's be careful with what we say to them now. Best keep some respect in that tone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought that scene was. Wait, did you turn into? Did you turn into the kid who was hanging out with the other kid who started getting in trouble with his parents? While you standing next to him, you slight yes, sliding out of the, out of yes. the plane. Let me. Let me get it. Let me get out of the way of this asshole. Yeah, yeah. Catch a, so I don't I, catch no belt. I sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just see that hand moving. You're like, uh oh, uh oh, no. and you just slide away. <laughs> you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. But that's the thing. Uh, and from and let's throw it back real quick with the Enjobu thing. When one of the things that I saw and one of the things that I was wondering if other people saw this is Enjobu was a commentary on what. In it, what black people are doing to black people when they're in gangs and people are killing each other and they leave these kids behind fatherless mm. and I thought that mm. was I saw that because and I, the, I and I saw it twice okay I see yeah. you have a black man you have his brother he kills his brother his little literal, literal brother, brother <laughs> but also brother yeah kills him leaves him there for the kid to just yeah deal with deal with with no one no one you have no support structure and that's a like for me it made me think of stories i hear about you know here in canada we have jane and finch there was you know gang activity that was so bad at one point people were killing each other at funerals Mm. the one thing you never do right you know sunday mothers children funerals you don't people were killing each other at funerals and then you just and then it was just you just left it mm. it was just these people that's it it's done someone's <clears throat> dead some kids is fatherless and the community does its best mm-hmm. but what do you do and i feel like that scene where he kills his brother and he doesn't kill his brother because he wants to he kills his brother in a moment of defense yeah but at the same time, it's still that commentary of after you've done that, what was your job? You still should have taken the child. Mm. Right. You should. You still should have taken care that, of the child. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Hilton, go ahead. And I was like, well, that's exactly what uh, T'Challa was saying when he yeah. found out exactly what happened. You know, he he was outraged because yeah. he said in in many ways and, and in many 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 venues he was saying. This is a monster we created because yes. we made the wrong decision. Yes. You know, you should have, and he, he's saying it to his dad, well, his cousin, he said, why didn't you bring the boy home? You know, if you had done that, 
none of this would have happened. The only thing that would have happened is that you would have exposed the the rebellion, uh, exactly. you know, and 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 you know that that lie that you wanted to preserve in order to keep Wakanda secret. And we're paying for it now with this monster that we created. Yep. And that is the exact metaphor you were just making of what is happening in communities all over the yeah. country mm. uh, and, and, and even in uh, Canada where, you know, you have this cycle of incarceration and yep. murder leaving, you know, parentless children and fatherless children left to raise themselves in environments that are, you know, just violent and cold and 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 you have people coming out emotionally stunned, angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one this particular one just had the resources, the skill set and the and the drive and the target. Yeah. Like yeah. he had a target for all his anger yeah. and built his life around it. Yeah. So Killmonger you know, built yeah, himself I, I think they really did this. Yeah. He built himself up from that anger. Yeah. And I don't even know if he starts out angry as a child. I just it doesn't seem like it. No, I think like if he's any, outside with his friends or playing no, ball and stuff. Yeah, and then but you see a I mean, blow. after he finds his father dead, yeah, did did he immediately? He didn't immediately turn into an angry person. We don't know. I don't think so. Me neither. Because I think I, I think as a child, if anything, there was a long period of sadness. <laughs> smash, smash, cut into Creed two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's in juvie hall. Yeah, <laughs> truth. <laughs> but I mean, that's the, the that's the thing, right? He, he, you start out. It's probably sadness first. His mm. father's dead. He doesn't understand. Then it's then it's confusion. Like, why did this happen? Yeah. Um. I mean, he. I guess he figured out that his uncle was the panther because he was the king. And when he saw the claw marks, he remembered. And mm. that's how he put two and two together. Because originally I was just like, how do you know T'Chaka did it? But, you know. Well, uh, but, yeah, because he, well, he already knew his dad was yeah, from there. Yeah, exactly. And he had, like, and he had the t- books yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you grow up. Well, and he saw the ship. He saw the ship arrive and he saw yeah. the ship leave. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he probably spent a couple of years putting two and two together. Exactly. And, yeah. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the char- the character, and, and that's one of the things Michael B. Jordan did so well. And like you were saying, he found that depth of anger and and was able to channel that. And it's funny because when you listen to the interviews, Michael B. Jordan had a great upbringing. Yeah. He has a wonderful life. Yeah, he yeah. has all this. So I'm always he's impressed. More with- like, he's more like the character from, uh, what was that first movie he was in? Fruitville? No, 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 no. The other one. Fruitville Station. Not, not Fruitville. The other one. Chronicles? Um, Chronicle. Like okay. he was like the nice yes guy. yeah, 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 yeah. he was the nice jock yeah he wasn't yeah. a jerk he wasn't an act like he was just super chill helpful. I gotta say I always love it when actors are just that talented that you can I mean you know actors are usually pretty good at doing stuff like that yeah, but sometimes they could pretend but sometimes they just <laughs> sometimes you can also still see them in it though right mm. and well, sometimes I, that's what we want yeah but I I mean watching this movie I didn't see Michael B Jordan yeah at all yeah. in Killmonger and I think that's I mean I was listening well, this is his first villain. Yeah, right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, I was I was listening to uh, Danae talk about um, her her writing process because she's also a screen uh, a, a script um, script writer. No, not script. Uh, uh, oh man, écrivain. I'm saying it in French because <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank on the English word. Uh, but she's won a Tony for her. Oh, playwright. Thank there you. There you go. She's a playwright, and she won a Tony. Or she's been nominated for a Tony. And she was talking about her process and how when she was doing The Walking Dead, her sister said, I, 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 there's this one scene in all of the season that you're in 
where I saw you, that one scene. Mm. And Danae laughed and she said, I think I'm I think it goes to show I've done a good job if my own sister only saw me for a glimpse yeah. out of all the scenes I've done. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say the same thing for Michael B. Jordan in right. this movie. I, it was, you know, there's an artist on, on Instagram, um, P.S. Diop, I think is her name. I, I'll have to find the link. She was drawing a sketch of Killmonger. And she said while she was drawing it, she couldn't tell if she was drawing Killmonger or Michael B. Jordan. Right. Because she, she they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, she said the face, the, the, like there's something specific about the eyes. Yeah. And I mean, you know. A good movie is made by its villain. Yeah, and that's exactly. that's a bad, yeah, really true. badass villain. Really good villain. puts uh, It puts all the other villains like, hey, gotta step your game up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna say something uh, that that may or may not go over well with everybody in the listening audience, but <laughs> everyone, every, <laughs> I do this often. <laughs> Everyone has been trying to compare Michael B. Jordan as Killmarger to Heath Ledger as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And, I've seen a lot of people do that. And I, I totally disagree with this. Okay. Um, I do agree that the quality of the finished product is uh, in the same ballpark. Don't get okay. me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that how they got there was different. Mm. And here's where it is. Michael B. Jordan as an actor was a huge factor in the successful pulling off of uh, of Killmonger as a character, right? Yeah. But he was written extremely well, and he was designed and he was put in this in this environment where he had all of these powerful, you know, uh, themes and and lines and actors to to that would allow him to do what he did with all the minimalism and nuance that he wanted to bring to it. It was more of a team effort is what I'm trying to say. I think yeah. there's more responsible for the, the success of Killmonger than just Michael B. Jordan. Whereas with Heath Ledger, you know Heath Ledger came completely out of his face with that Joker. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wrote that Joker for him. Yeah. <clears throat> he was completely unrecognizable. And I've seen the uh, outtakes where he stayed in character. Like when they blew up the hospital oh, and he jumped yes. in, the, in the bus. That and was that a mistake. Where they they have it. They got a monitor on him just to to see the people on the bus. They got a monitor on him. He's not on camera. Mm. He's not in a scene. It's just a monitor camera inside the, the bus. The building is blowing up. It is a real building. It was not CGI. Yeah. The bus is pulling off. He's in it, and he is so in character that he is not even turning his head to the left to watch this building collapse. Mm. He is <laughs> focused, just looking forward, in character. And so this guy, and, and I think. A, a, you know, he went so deep into this character; it's probably yeah. part of what killed him. Yeah, but yeah. I think that is the that is the difference. I mean, I think you have these two characters that that exist in the same pantheon of great movie villains, mm. but I don't think that you can say that you know that that Michael B. Jordan is on the same acting scale, so to speak, as Heath Ledger in this particular role, because you know. Joker had one person to play off, and that was, you know, <laughs> Batman. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Killmonger was playing off the Dormelage. He was yeah. playing off of his girlfriend. He was playing off of, Claw, you know, uh, T'Challa. Uh, you know, his father. He's, 
the elders. No, I mean, you know, oh, oh, Ramonda when know. he calls her auntie. Hi, Come on. auntie. It's, uh, someone wrote on. Yes. Someone Best line. someone wrote down. Uh, was it when you when you bring that cousin over and they have no brought up? See, yeah, <laughs> they get just not brought up right, and they're just like, <laughs> hi, auntie. Like yeah, it just yeah, they're yeah. very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> just like. Mm. I got to say, uh, get him out of my house. Um, yeah, just just one more go thing ahead, with uh, with Heath Ledger. Um, I thought you were gonna say that the scene where the hospital blows up, that scene, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. The hospital was supposed to blow up way oh, more. Absolutely. And it didn't. Oh, yeah. And so he's playing it off like he's smacking the remote. Like, hey, this is supposed to boom boom, and it goes off more. And, like, oh, and he just like scurries yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that wasn't even improv. planned. Yeah, that was improv because it's like. It that delayed. Was, that was definitely improv because <laughs> the, 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 the explosives did not go off in the right sequence. And he that whole scene between the last explosion and, and the big one was just him, you know, just Wait, doing what he does yeah. in the moment. So, yeah. Yes. Which was really Absolutely. good. So I just wanted to do a, a quick breakdown of the characters uh, just to get a sense of, you know, which character did what. Because, I mean, we talked about the movie, but we didn't really tell people about it. Yeah. Like, we went in deep on what we felt. So for anyone who's tuned in and who hasn't figured it out yet, we're, we were talking about Black Panther, uh, the movie, and T'Challa is the new heir to the throne because his father passed away, as king. we saw, the new king, as we saw in the uh, Civil War movie. Now he comes home. His job is to try and, you know, carry on what his father has started to build mm-hmm. and um, in that moment, he reaches out to an ex-lover, yes. or ex-partner. I don't know if they were lovers, but you know, maybe I, they were romantic. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna say yes because um, the beginning of it, it was don't freeze. Yeah, I never I, freeze. I never freeze. And then he freezes. Yeah. <laughs> he straight up freezes. Um, I mean, if and everybody I, knows about it. If if <laughs> I was in a moment, just standing next to Lupita, I would freeze. <laughs> she is just the image of beauty in the film <laughs> just the energy the skin tone the wish everything about her was perfect mm. but yeah so you know nakia okoye is there you know we get to see the queen mother we get shuri we get ao we get the story developing decisions have to be made what is the future how do you go about it they find out that claws out there they have an opportunity to get him wakabi's there wakabi kind of wants things to be taken care of and so we go into korea things start to get a little crazy and so on and so forth. The movie leads to Killmonger, who is working with Claw, and this is and then everything that we've talked about so far comes into play here. Now, people, someone who stole the movie for me, two characters mm. who stole every scene, oh. Shuri and Okoye. I know where he's coming. I know where you're going. For me, it was Shuri as and, and Okoye. I thought Okoye stole every scene Okoye comes into. Uh, just because I've I've I'd recently read. The, the 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 coats run of Black Panther. I read the priest run of Black Panther, and I read a little bit of the McGregor run mm. from the the jungle Marvel's jungle stories back in like the seventies. Mm. So to see, I, I mean, Okoye is not there in the first one, but she's there in the priest. She's there in the priest and coats versions. To to see that character done so well, and so like just having that camaraderie with the king that comfort yes that that relationship because that's that's his bodyguard i know but that's what i loved about it that kind of that level of comfort and and just you know because i I think bodyguards bodyguards are chummy with because i think she would be the king's straight up the king's bodyguard yeah because before it was the other girl when he was the prince yeah technically yeah she was just there at the time well let's 
also not forget that she's more than just the king's bodyguard. She's she's the general. general yeah. Of yes. The yes. Dorm, of the Dormelage. She is his advisor. Yep. Mm. On on many things, True. and that's why she never leaves his side. And she kind of understands where he may not be. As his, she she knows where his blind spot yes. is. Yes. And you saw that in the opening scene where she yeah. tells him not to freeze. Yeah. You know when he sees her, and he's like, "Huh? What?" And uh, he yeah. freezes, <laughs> yeah. and then she has to show up and get his back because he's standing there trying to holler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and she knew he would. She knew he would. It know? was so, so well you know, done. Dudes, dudes in a nutshell. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, like that's right, a, that's men. So, that's men. Where the, I, I thought, I'll admit I that one. You were gonna say, I, I thought you were gonna say Mbuku. Yeah. Oh, yo. That's that was gonna be my that was gonna be my audible. That was gonna be my Mbaku. At, you know, it's easily because like the cause line the vegetarian line because I wasn't expecting him to come back. I was like, oh, that's man ape, whatever. He yeah. he's done. Like he comes and does his thing. And like, wait, we're back here again. Yeah, we're back. Okay, that was oh, well done. There's more. Oh, he's got jokes. Oh, all right. Yeah, they they turned. <laughs> right. like, they turned. They actually got a. Per- they put in a, a personality. Exactly. Yeah. the man ape. Yes. Like, what? I know. Like, I, I agree. The and most, even the most non, the most non depth character in the Black Panther <laughs> yeah, universe yeah. is ripping one liners yeah, every scene yeah. in the, <laughs> the third quarter of this movie. Are you finished? Every scene, and and he, yeah, like, and he's like one of the few people to put uh, Ross in his place. Yeah, like, like <laughs> T'Challa and uh, his guard. Like they they let it slide or like I can't believe this dude. Yeah, when, she, like, when he touches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this guy straights up. You're in my house. You're in my throw room. Do not you're, speak you're again. You're not allowed to talk. Stop it. That was wonderful. I gotta say, <laughs> no, you guys are right. I mean, you know what? When you late, look back at play. the cast, like that's the late. That's yeah, the, like that's in the pocket. Yeah, that's yeah. the last play. Like, all right, don't forget. I mean, I could I could say they all stole their scenes. <laughs> Because they mm. do. I mean, the reason I was saying Shuri, because for me, Shuri, I, I'm an I'm an old uh, Bond fan, right? So Shuri doing the Q thing yeah. with the tech, yeah. I, that scene was like on point for me. Because it's one thing to grow up seeing an old British white dude do it. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, but to come in and see this young, vibrant black woman, uh, smarter than Tony. Yeah. Knows her, you know, riffing on with jokes, mm-hmm. throwing throwing down. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, she what really, are the, right. like you're all right. of I it. Mean, she really, she really, really, really did steal the movie. Oh, man. Couldn't she's one of those people that the movie could not have happened without. Exactly. Like, if she wasn't there, you would have been like something was missing. I don't exactly. know what was missing. You wouldn't even know. But she brought so much of that. That that she brought emotional the sa- intelligence. Yeah. And vulnerability with power, strength, and this very strong sense of of self, and playing off of her brother. Like her brother is like in when in Civil War, you know, T'Challa is this stoic, yeah, you know, angry, yeah. you know, I don't care, you know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's really like no. That's not that movie. And half of the scenes where he's being. What's the word I'm looking for? Where he is being not taken down a peg, but but you know she's poking fun at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Even she, even the scene where he walks into the lab and looks around and says, "What are, what are these?" And she says, "No, the real question. Yeah. <laughs> what are those?" Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" I I almost passed out laughing. I I like you know the fact that she was able to bring that just made it work. I like that scene. I, I know a lot of people don't like the "What are those?" line because they feel such an old joke. Or old meme, basically. Still but, good. But I mean, for me, it's like 
she's younger than we don't know how much younger but i think the fact that she says that it shows, shows yeah. how much younger and where her mindset's at because we also see that she kind of like kind of doesn't do traditions super well oh, or no, she still does her say, own thing the levity the levity that she brings to every scene yeah was what made what balanced out a lot where of she's given the finger and the queen doesn't have to turn exactly. around and say like I, exactly. I, like, it, that's not very ladylike. Yeah. Never knock that I off. think she tries to she tries to preempt the ceremony at Warrior Fall. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. yeah. When she, when, <laughs> is there anyone else of royal blood who would like to count? Who'd like yeah. to challenge for the throne? And she raises her hand and does that whole spiel mm -hmm. about can we hurry this up? This corset is uncomfortable. <laughs> and, so, and Ramonda has to be like, girl, because you because that's the thing. As young black people, we and you know, at our age, we've all seen that. Mm. I've seen my aunt say to my cousin when we're at church, mm -hmm. and my cousin's just like, Can we go now? Mm -hmm. And my aunt, she's just like, Hush, and like, You've seen it. So to see that on any level, a princess people, and a and a queen, people, this is what's called discipline. Yeah, discipline your kids, you nip it in the bud one time, one time, you hear that snap, one time, you don't let that go on oh i didn't need to express this this is not the time this is not the time it was great and, and I, I i really feel like shuri shuri brought levity to all her scenes and and she was vulnerable when she needed to be vulnerable she was mm -hmm. strong when she needed to be strong and i mean you can say that about all the characters but like i said for me it was just the idea that instead of seeing an old british white dude doing the tech scene well now it's now it's it was, a young uh indian dude uh in, in the daniel craig one Oh yeah, Skyfall, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that guy. But I mean, either way, it's still. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say a, a quick note on 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 uh, old white dudes. Can we just take a moment for Andy Circus? Yeah. Uh, who just? I mean, he brought Claw out. Oh yeah, the mixtape line that was so legit. Oh. <laughs> the mixtape. I, I mean, look, I knew he was a villain from from Age of Ultron. Yes. And yeah. You kind of knew who he was and where it yeah. was going. Yeah. yeah. If you're uh, in the know, you kind of knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah, you knew who he was going to be and who he was, but but to see him fast forward to this where he's crazier, yeah. he's mm. obviously got a, a couple of screws loose and yeah. Ultron gave him like ten billion dollars. Well, well, I mean, he's like got this new hand. Well, I mean, like if it's someone, like, if if a whole country uh, labels you by branding <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. I don't know how you escaped, but they just branded him. Yeah. Remember that? So I mean, yeah, of course you're going to be a little and then bit. And a giant robot cut off your arm. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Destroy the world. And now you've got all this money. He's probably high on those drugs. He's got a, he's got a new mixtape coming out. Yeah, well, supposedly you know, people are actually... They, so from what I understand, people are actually trying to get Disney, and, Disney. To, and Marvel to release the um, Claw mixtape. Mix and someone not, wrote... Not some, people. Me. <laughs> <laughs> there was someone Someone wrote in the comments of that section. Like I remember reading, it was like, Die Antwerp is somewhere on there. <laughs> <laughs> Die Antwerp has to be somewhere on that mixtape. That's awesome. Yeah, no, Circus... I, I mean, want that mixtape. I, 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 me too. I, I want to hear it. Hear it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Circus is one of those actors that can... I mean, he does. He was Caesar in the the Planet of the Apes movies. He's always CGI characters, and he yeah. does an amazing job, but they yeah. never really want to give him any props. They kind of should. Yeah. Because he does a lot of I work like with that. I also Gollum. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and he actually auditioned and for Dolby... Uh, in uh, in Harry Potter, but mm. didn't take it because he didn't want to be associated with always being mm. the little creatures. So like, so personally, I feel like I remember there was a meme going around where it said basically, oh, there were six 
Lord of the Ring movies, there was no black people in it, and people are getting mad that uh, Black Panther only has white people. And it's like, no, there's two white guys in this movie, and it's Bilbo Baggins and Gollum, and Gollum doesn't even need, like, CGI on his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, we actually get to see the man's face and True. get to see him act, get to see him do stuff. And he's without good. it. He's right. expressive. Are you saying are you saying that these are token white guys? Uh, I, I love I love that other meme. One I was of the like best puns. I wish I couldn't get that I wish I got that pun out first, but oh well. And I got everyone's hey, welcome hey, to the Tony table. Beat me by one second. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's welcome to the table. Everyone's like, Oh, I don't like this movie, it's only black. But I was like, Well, there's two Bilbo yeah. Baggins and Gollumer in it. Why aren't you coming out to support them? Yeah, all the haterade <laughs> out there, I've just been ignoring it. I is don't it, have time Is for. it okay for me to see... When is it okay for me to see it day one? Yeah, whatever. Go, no one's no stopping one's gonna you. No one's going to hurt you. Go to the movie. Go I see the movie. God. I remember when I went to go see... Uh, was it Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man? There was white people in the crowd watching it with all yeah. the other black people. So I don't understand why people feel like, oh, no, I can't go because I'm going to get beaten up. Nah, whatever. It's such a well, dumb... That was it. To be fair... To be fair, to be fair, now if this were a Medea movie, depending on what city you're in, I oh. might tell you to sit out the opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just because people are going to be talking, you might not be ready for folks. You know, you know, you don't go into a theater, you know, ready to hear a fork strike a plate. You know? so <laughs> you might not, the opening weekend for a Medea movie, if you ask me, I'd be like, wait till Monday, save yourself, you'll be good. But this one is not that. You're absolutely no, right. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. A, a movie for everyone. And I, it was for everyone. And what I really loved about this, uh, I, I meant to, to talk about this when you brought it up earlier, but mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, th this idea of, of representation and inclusion in the faces and the eyes of young black kids mm. is not just a message that goes out to young black kids. And I saw True. this last fall, the fall before last, I was in North Carolina, which is my home state, which is very white and politically very red. Mm. Uh, so you, you don't see the same politics and social dynamics there as you see in D.C. So I do have to turn off certain culture shock, you know, things when I go back and forth. Mm. So I was at uh, Oak City Comic Con in Durham, North Carolina. And I'm walking around and I see this, this, this white guy, obviously a dad, with a what looked like maybe about a six-year-old and a four-year-old. White kids too, by the way. Mm. And they are both in Black Panther cosplay. Oh, okay. Okay. And and yeah, I was my that was the same thing in my head. I was like, well, oh well, then this is not this is a year and four months before the movie. Yeah. And, was, and I walk up to the dad because I wanted to take a picture because you know this whole idea of representation and you know how racism uh, is taught and it and having that deprogramming affects everyone in yeah. a positive way. The fact that he told me, he said, yeah, sure. You know, I, I said, did you dress them up? He's like, no, this, this is all they wanted to do. That's yeah. awesome. You know, this, they only wanted Black Panther. Everything's Black Panther. That's awesome. I took a picture of the kids. The kids had poses. Yeah. Ready, you know, <laughs> and there was no sense with, obviously with the dad, but definitely with the kids, there was no sense that they were not supposed to love Black Panther mm. as their favorite superhero because he's black yeah. and they're white. They didn't even seem conscious of the the racial difference between them and the character that was their favorite. They could have been Superman, Robin, any number of 100 characters yeah. and nobody would have blinked an eye. But here they are, head to toe, in Black Panther cosplay. <laughs> awesome. 
and and that was before the movie. So who knows what this what's going to happen down the road as this movie just plows through you know the box office records you know for weeks and weeks and months and months. Yeah, uh, we're going to see a lot of positive stuff like that. So I just wanted to make note of it. Uh, one of the things uh, I and similar to what you were saying, I have a friend who this morning messaged me and he was asking me, "Do you think it's okay for me to take my ten year old son to see the movie?" Hmm. And I mean. I was. I think it should be okay. It depends on your kid. Yeah. How do I they, mean, how do they handle the violence uh, and stuff? How, yeah. How do they handle Winter head, Soldier? Yeah. How there's do they headshots. Ha- there's. That's there's, what I would say. How do they handle Winter Soldier? How do they handle all these other movies? Specifically, that kind of stuff he was like that told happens. about how Zuri dies, and he said that you know, there's like I think an IMDb for parents. He was saying mm-hmm. where it kind of explains like some of the things you might you should watch for for yeah. your child. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And he was saying that get up on things. the the like. Uh, Zuri being stabbed in the gut was something that people specifically said might be a little much for a child. Mm. I thought the headshots, because he kills a girl, he shoots the other guy, he mm. pops claw, and showing a dead claw in a bag, those were things that I thought yeah, um, maybe for a child you might want to avoid. Black Panther but, getting stabbed in the gut and the chest. Yeah, and yeah, and sl- like slashed on the leg. But what I did say to him was, because he was saying it might be a hard sell to my partner because she she's more the one that would be probably more uncomfortable with this. And I said to him, because he's white and the the kid's white, I said, if anything, though, it's as important for your son to see this movie as it is for any black kid to see this movie Mm -hmm. because the idea is to introduce everyone in the world to the normalizing of black heroes, Latina heroes, heroes of color, color um, heroes yeah. of uh, female heroes, transgendered heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just exactly. Like you, you want to normalize that. Yeah. So if you know, if he's seen all these other MCU yeah. movies, but then you don't take him to see Black Panther, it seems a bit off. That exactly. I, I and that's I what mean, I was I've been, to say. I've been in a theater when I went to go see the first X Men movie. And there was two kids in front and they were talking. So I'm like, whatever. Mm. And then the scene where Magneto starts um, pulling apart Wolverine in the train. Oh, yeah. And one of the kids was like, no, no, it's not scary. It's fine. It's fine. And the other kid couldn't handle that. Yeah, it was freaking like, out. Like, he was yeah. freaking out. And they, had, and they had to take him out. They did, like, yeah. like, the parents, like, got up and, like, all right, we got to take him out. He's not he's not feeling this. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel it depends on your kid. Yeah. What what were they, when they were watching all the, mm, I guess, the more grounded uh, MCU movies yeah. and they had the violence going on how did he handle that was he like not feeling it um, if he's comfortable with that then I would definitely see go of see course. the movie for sure I mean as a parent you know what your child's limits are mm-hmm. at least you should yeah you and should. I, I don't I, and once again I don't think it's because he was I think if anything he was questioning it because of the fact that you know I guess he read the IMDB parenting thing yeah and they made it sound and all, yeah, and all I those, mean, but like and all those said, are going to be subjective. Yeah, you know? if you saw like like you were saying, if you saw Winter Soldier, yeah. you can see Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Not that you should introduce kids to as many violent things as possible. <laughs> I'm not preaching. We're, we're, we're kids from the 80s. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're watching That's the thing. Uh, RoboCop, yeah. Terminator 2. Die Hard 2 yeah. guy gets definitely, stabbed in the icicle. I definitely saw way more movies I remember as a kid we're like okay Die Hard 2 was a bit much yeah. even though like T2000 stabbed some dude in the eye Yeah, <laughs> we're like okay Icicle in the eye that's a that's a bit much but that's the thing <laughs> and it's hard yeah because I told him I'm just like I think you could take your kid to see it but like Jaws is saying you gotta know your kids limits yeah really. kids from the 80s like we for me I would <laughs> take any kid to see almost any movie and that's why I'm not a parent yet <laughs> that's that's a big that's a big part of it um but speaking of Forrest Whitaker as Zuri 
I'm, that's my one comment about Black Panther. Mm. My one comment okay. is Zuri is not as he is in the comic book. Okay. And I, I and I feel like they could have used one of the other characters because there's a character that Zuri even looks like. Mm. Like the way he looks like in this movie is right. the way that character looks in the comic book. My one comment is why why did why we Zuri? why did we change Zuri? Mm. That's I, I I mean it worked. I'm not upset about it. You didn't you, you didn't do me wrong. Is Zuri the first one? Like so Zuri in the Zuri in the comic book in the priest run mm -hmm. is as big as Killmonger. Mm. He's as big maybe even bigger than Killmonger. Okay. And he is T'Chaka's like the the way Okoye is to um T'Challa, mm -hmm. Zuri was to T'Chaka. Right. Like right hand, knows it all, got my back. Right. And 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 i I'm okay with them changing Zuri. I just wonder why change mm -hmm. Zuri. Zuri Zuri is a I have a I have a I yep. have a guess for that. Okay, and cool. I think yeah. it is in the I think I think the reason why he's not that powerful character is because in this story, the way it's told, and we don't find this out until halfway through the movie, mm. you know, this is a this is a man who has chosen this semi-solitary mm. monastic life for himself, built in a way upon the guilt. Yes, that's of a good point. What we discover. That's a very good. Point. And because yeah. he's not a warrior, and because he he's in these shadows and he comes out, you know, for, you know, these very specific things, but he's not running around the King's chamber. He's not advising the King. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he's carrying that weight of, of that, 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 that lie. Yeah. And, and I think that the reason why he's, he has chosen that life, it's the same reason why people who've done something horrible in other movies would become a priest, yeah. you know, to try to, you know, pay back and, and do good and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, beat out the karma or whatever you want to call it. And I think he was defeated. I think there was a part of him that was defeated from that because when he told the story, you know, you could see that, that shame in his eyes yeah. that even though he, he kept the secret and, and obeyed his king, mm. he knew it was wrong. He knew it was yeah. bad. And he, even after his, after the king died, he didn't even want to tell T'Challa. That's yeah. how bad yeah. it was. He's like, yeah, I don't you know, want to. So I, don't... I think that's why why it worked. I think that's why you needed a Forrest Willett Whitaker to carry it. Yeah. And on a more comedy, on a more comedic side, the art, the actor that played him, you know, in his younger years, mm -hmm. his name actually is Denzel Whitaker. So, oh, really? <laughs> from the Great Debaters, yeah, <laughs> he's from the Great Debaters and other other movies. And it was ironic in The Great Debaters because he was playing opposite of Denzel Washington and Forrest Whitaker, and his name is Denzel Whitaker, That's and he's no relation to either one of them. That's so funny. And so, you know, that was the joke. I was like, well, why is he playing it? I'm like, well, it's Denzel Whitaker. What do you want to do? You know, it's, you know, it's right there, you know? Yeah. Because I like... I like <laughs> my, beef, my only real concern, though, and, and again, this is this is just me and my, my nerd OCD, and it only happens with my nerd stuff. It's not any other place in my life, is that... There is no way that Zuri or even T'Chaka could age as much as they did from 1992 to 2017. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of looking at it like, That's true, put eh? some city miles on yourselves after that. You don't go from... Hey, man, that you know, guilt is uh, real. That uh, guilt you know, is real. Yeah, it's man, heavy. that's... Josh is right. <laughs> that guilt is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
I know they That's had to funny. do it that way because Killmonger is a certain age. But yeah. you know, for them to be as old as they were, they had they need to go back not to ninety two, maybe like eighty two, yeah, maybe eighty seventy two. But I knew you know, you know, Killmonger can't be fifty years old. Yeah. So you gotta, you know, I get it, but I'm kind of like. That's you know, a, 25 that's, years, they're going to put, them, put that kind of gray hair on a brother. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> like, like, but okay, I'll suspend, I'll suspend my own reality <laughs> yeah. for that. We'll keep, it, keep the story going. Um, but, you know. I think for me, the thing I kind of didn't like too much was probably the 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 throne the fight for the thrones. I don't know. like like At Warriors Falls? At Warriors Falls. Like, how do I put this? Like, I was expecting a little bit maybe more stunt work from the actors, I guess. Okay. But only because, like, my brain was like, oh, man, uh, Winter Soldier had some really good fight scenes. Oh, okay. And they pulled back the camera. While in this one, like, the camera was close, and then you had the water flying around. Yeah. I still need to see it. I want to see it in 2D and see if it makes a little bit more sense. Mm, okay. And I felt those particular fights were a little bit slower compared to the other fights that happened in the movie. But I think mm. those fights are more purposeful. There's yeah. more of a story being told. Uh, uh, T'Challa mm-hmm. has a, 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 a spear. Trial by battle. And, yeah, yeah. A, a spear and a shield. shield yeah. And that's kind of conveying his character. While yeah. Killmonger gets a spear and a sword yeah. and then he just, like, he breaks, breaks off the, yeah. she- the, 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 the spear, the spear to, to make it end. more shorter. Yeah. So, and he's just going with Two with two um, short weapons. With two short weapons, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and then also Mbaku. Uh, what was he using? Kind of like the the, the like the he rounded was, hammer thing. Yeah, the round like he was using his spear with the round end. Yeah, uh, like it was like it was like a walking stick, I guess is yeah. the best way to put it with the round end, so it's more blunt. Yeah, and then maybe a hammer. Or he was I, using think they, a I think they call it a flail. A flail. Mm, okay, yeah. That's just the dungeons. That's just the Dungeons and Dragons kids. <laughs> <laughs> so like D and D reflux. <laughs> but I think I think yeah. um, the fights are maybe more methodical, and they're not. It's not as fast paced because, like, oh, cool, look at all this stuff going on. Maybe it's it's purposely done that way. Is so, but me in my head, maybe I'm thinking about it a little bit differently. But maybe I need another viewing of it. Um, I think that part for me was a little bit felt. I don't know. Maybe no, no, that, that's fair. That, that's the whole point. I, I mean, there, yeah, it, it can't be perfect. Yeah. It can't, as much as we want to say, as much right. as we joked about the day we do this review, yeah. we would come in here and say the movie was perfect. The movie is almost Episodes perfect. Episodes five minutes done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, those fight scenes were good. The, the reason I like the fight scene mm-hmm. is because it incorporated so many different fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Like, you could see T'Challa has multiple different fighting styles right. in his style. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, the flip he does where he like w- w- Mbaku he flips over uh, and like does a ca- capoeira yeah, move yeah. and grabs his throat with uh, grabs his neck with his legs right. pulls him down and pulls his arm yeah that was like that capoeira style into, into uh, like jujitsu Brazilian yeah jiu-jitsu like thing. all yeah. the mixes of the and different then, and also on top of that the fact that how he ends the fight. He yeah. doesn't want to break his arm. No, no. He doesn't want to fall off. He's trying to show compassion to him. Yeah. You have family to take care of, which is once again a commentary because the father left behind somebody, mm-hmm. but T'Challa is different in the sense that I don't want to do this. You're like a brother mm-hmm. as much as they're enemies. And yeah, and like that, they're like the they're purposely well, they're the ostracized group. They yeah. Kind of like yeah. oh, we only come down to like for the throne. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and they make it very much known. Yeah, I think that's the that's the, the crux of it. I mean it is a it is one, it's a ceremonial battle. Yeah. Uh which for which they they don't fight in well for I'll survival. give you an example. 
right? They're not necessarily fighting for survival, and they're not necessarily fighting to kill each other. Yeah. No, yeah, even though exactly. they don't want to get killed, right? Yeah. And of course, the Black Panther has had his powers reduced, so he can't yeah. really do a lot of the super stuff he, he likes to do in mm-hmm. other scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you, I, the reason why I know, because I know, I understand exactly what you're talking about. There's two reasons for this that, that kind of they, that allowed me to forgive it or at least understand what it was about. Mm. One is that I actually got to see the contrast in the fight scene uh, uh, toward the end of the movie where they, there was reckless abandon. Like, you know, yeah. you, you see them fighting all out like, OK, yeah. Yeah. they know how to choreograph a fight scene. So they obviously did this deliberately. Yeah, they, yeah, that's what second, I. That's why I kind of like holding back. Yeah. Like, mm, I can't ding it because that's there for a right. reason. Yeah, this is a Even... ceremonial battle. If I lose, I lose the kingdom, but I don't want to die. Let's not fall off this cliff. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, but then you also had the way they formatted it. You know, they they kept closing the circle. You had the Dora yeah. Malaje yeah. on yeah. one side, and you had the Jabari on the other, yeah. and with their spears and and swords kind of moving closer yeah, in. Like yeah, every time circle. the battle would come together and they would fight, everyone would take a step in. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have that much room yeah. to go mm. dancing around. Okay. Like you yeah. got, it's like a, it was like this vice. So they they really had to do things like that capoeira move and the jujitsu and the more close combat. And yeah. I think that was kind of the purpose of having it that way. So maybe they don't fight for days. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because in the because in the comic book, the, the when they have the fight in the comic book in Priest's run mm-hmm. when they have the fight. They fought for three days straight, oh, and they even take breaks, eat yeah. like they sit together and eat mm. and argue over the politics, and then would get up and would rest. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, T'Challa says to Killmonger, um, "That's enough for today. I'll see you. T- like we'll continue tomorrow," mm. and leaves, yeah. and then comes back. <laughs> and you're and I, I remember when I was reading it the first time, I was just like, "What the hell's going on? What do you mean? Well, because you know, you're sitting there talking to your everything's enemy. a different speed over there. You know, right. it's, you know." Yeah. The only reason people fight yep. that fast up here is to keep warm. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> North America. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> keep moving. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about our boy Wakabi. I just wanted to... Uh, if people are saying he's 0-2 for picking the right side of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other, the other joke? Was um, He got out of the sunken place and went straight to Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya... That, well, that's a badass line that his girl gives him. Which one? Uh, it's like, don't you love me? Yes, but I love my country and my king. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I, I mean, you can see Wakabi's motivations in the very few and short things that he says. And yes. that's one of the things I loved about and how Daniel... And his actions. Yeah, how Daniel played him. Um, when he does... The first one where he says to T'Challa, let me and my boys go out there and help clean up things. Mm-hmm. That already, you can yep. see he he's motivated by wanting to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. His 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 anger over the fact that T'Chaka didn't, or as as he perceives it, didn't do anything for thirty years. Right. I hoped. I thought it was going to be different with you. Yeah. It's more of the same. The 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 fact that when Killmonger brings Claw to uh, Wakabi, that he was so quick to say, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, mm-hmm. y- you did what I wanted done. Let's take a look. Brings him to the palace. And yeah. then when Killmonger gets the throne and Okoye is trying to explain to Killmonger, the reason we've survived is because of how we've handled things. Right. At uh, some people felt that Wakabi betrayed T'Challa in that scene. Mm. I think Wakabi stayed true to who he was. Exactly. Because he said earlier the exact same thing. Yeah. 
So it's not, I don't feel, because some, some people are just like, well, Kabi's a turncoat. I mean, when he attacks T'Challa on the field later on, yeah. that feels like a turncoat move, mm-hmm. and I get that. But in the throne room with Killmonger as the rightful winner yeah. uh, of the battle for the throne, and Wakabi is part of the advisory committee mm-hmm. and is telling him how he feels things should move forward, I feel like Wakabi would have given T'Challa the exact same advice. Yeah, exactly. And it's not about turning being a turncoat. No. So. I mean, some people are quick to paint what he did mm-hmm. in a dark, in a negative way. But I think, if anything, one of the things that you can say about Wakabi is Wakabi stayed true to who he was, right. even to a flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, you know when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you 110. percent Yeah, he, tr- you know, I never saw him, and in, in, like I said, I saw it three times. I never saw him as someone that was betraying to Chala. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he at, at no point. You think about it. <clears throat> he didn't fix the fight. No. Nope. He didn't they didn't violently overthrow the throne. This was all it was a legit challenge. Yeah. yeah. And, and Baku even says and it. He lost legit. Yeah. He doesn't intervene. He doesn't help. He doesn't even cheer. You know, he's not nope. even yeah. cheering or booing. He's yeah. just standing there. And, you know, so he did and and him bringing Killmonger into the throne room, he'd have done that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Even if he didn't have the ring, it's like, hey, you know, even if he didn't have claw, you're like, yeah. hey, you know, this I guy showed up at the border. Here. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, he would have done that regardless. So you're right. He, he you know, yeah, he, he's getting a bad rep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, but I think Kalua is a great actor. Yeah, and that's one of the things. I mean, well, when they were casting this one, it just mm-hmm. it just goes to show they really it came down to cast talented people, and you will get an excellent performance out of them. And yeah, uh, can I can I ask a quick question? Of course. Um, I remember prior to this movie coming out, uh, Samuel Jackson complained that he wasn't in the movie as Nick Fury, mm. and you said, "Yes, he should be, Brian." You said, "Yeah, he should be." How come he's not in it? Da, 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 da. I said he should be because I felt that as the one of the main black actors in the mm. MCU, give him give him the honor mm. of being amongst his own. But I felt he shouldn't. I felt he shouldn't be because I felt Nick Fury being in Wakanda, associating with Wakanda, doesn't make sense because they're just super isolationalist. Here's the thing: you don't have to put him in Wakanda. The scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. The scene. Uh, you. So I'm bringing up. I'm bringing up old stuff. I'm just picturing. I'm picturing Samuel Jackson in any of these scenes. Calling somebody a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't Stanford. Like, they wouldn't Stanford. He'd be dead. Imagine. Yeah, the Nori Milaje would have snapped that neck real quick. They right would have stabbed him quick and then yeah. threw him away. Yeah, but sorry, go uh, on. Yeah, no. So for oh, me, uh, so in the scene, here's the one scene where you may have been able to put Nick Fury. Uh, and unfortunately, it would have reduced Martin Freeman a little bit. Mm. If you had put Nick Fury in as being one of the, or the Shield being the one trying to acquire Shield doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so Dissolved. sorry, Nick Fury as a spy who mm. still has all the money in the world, because he still has all his connections. Yeah, I'm not saying you should have done this. No, no I'm but not I'm, saying just, it I'm just trying to keep it within the context yeah. of the end of uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. everything's exposed, he's on, and he's, he's on, on the run. run. So he's on the run. He knows the vibranium is there. He he knows about Wakanda. He knows about but, Wakanda. But I don't think he know. I don't think anybody really knows. He was investing, investigating Wakanda right. yeah. in the Iron Man movie. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think they know what they know. Like if, I mean, if, I, feel if, like, I feel if Freeman didn't know, 
Like, yeah. Like the general, everybody didn't know. It depends. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna stay true to the comic book, mm. then Nick Fury knows about Wakanda mm. because Nick Fury met. I guess they're not staying true because Captain no. America doesn't know about Wakanda. Because yeah. I mean, depending on what you because what Nick you're Fury, reading, Nick Fury knows about Wakanda because he, along with his Howling Commandos, mm -hmm. worked with Azuri, mm -hmm. the grandfather, to Charles' right. grandfather in the the same run you were talking about, the right. uh, John Romita Jr. run mm -hmm. of Black Panther. Right. Uh, the one that they did. The uh, one where um, he meets up with. Uh, Captain America, a young Captain America. Exactly. And he, and he really stressed that, a young Captain America, yeah. and he beats him. And he beats him, yeah. yeah. And that in, in the, the grandfather beats him. Yeah, Excuse in the me. original story, the, the, the Howling Commandos are helping fight Hydra because Hydra is trying to break into Wakanda mm. to steal Vibranium to create more weapons for during right, World right. War II. And the Howling Commandos help out, and Nick Fury's aware. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you were to use that thread... Mm -hmm. Of the six one six universe right. and mesh it into the one nine 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 universe, yeah, yeah. I would have said Nick Fury would have had interest in trying to acquire vibranium, mm -hmm. and at which point he would have been at the casino in Thank Korea. You. That's what I was going to say. That's the only place the casino scene. Yeah. It's the only place he could have been exactly, mm -hmm. and it, it's the only place he would have had reason to be exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why you I said know, it would have taken away from behind him. Yeah. It would have taken away from uh, Ross. Resources to get him in there. Yeah. Because does right. What I'm trying to figure out is in the movie universe, do does everyone know he's still alive? No. So all Maria of a sudden, Hill doesn't know he's alive. So the fact that he would pop up, but <laughs> it would be undercover. Claw doesn't know who Nick Fury is. I know, but I'm just I'm just trying to. Like, but Cla like T'Challa doesn't know who Nick Fury is because, mm -hmm. as far as I know, they've never, never met. met him. Mm -hmm. So if Nick Fury showed up in Korea Cause, cause and was again, trying to do the again, deal, you're you're telling me that he would be in a you'd be at least with one of his own. But the scene he's in has nothing to do with Wakanda. He's no. in South Korea. Uh, my like, point wasn't be, that he should be three of the cast of the whole. My cast. point is not that he should be in Wakanda. Okay. My point is that when you make the the movie mm -hmm. that focuses on the black culture and the mm -hmm. black community, Samuel Jackson saying "I want in" yeah. makes sense to me because he's been representing the black community thus far in the MCU. Mm -hmm. Him, Don Cheadle, mm -hmm. and uh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, those are our black. Mm -hmm. Those are the the people that we see the movie through their eyes as young black men. At least for me, mm -hmm. that's who I connected yeah, with. Yeah. So for them, for him, to, I think, because I think they could have put. Go on. I was gonna say they could have put him in a casino scene, yeah. at, and it would have been it would have been low impact if he had just been gambling alongside Stan Lee. Ooh. You know, just just knowing just knowing he was just there keeping an eye on things, and maybe he pops off a couple of shots yeah. when things go south because he's Nick Fury. But he don't know who T'Challa is or why he's there. He doesn't know. Well, he might know who uh, who, who uh, uh, Nakia, uh, you know, Martin is. But, oh yes, you know, Sorry, yes. Claw and all that stuff. He might be going after Claw, and not even know the CIA and the Wakandans yeah. are looking for him too. Yeah, and you could have done it. Yeah, for and, but it wouldn't have added or taken away no, from the movie. I agree. And he's shooting. He's shooting Shaft too right now. So yeah, he don't yeah. Care. He's, I, he's, He's got his own thing going right now, so you know. I was gonna say. Oh well. I was gonna say for me, I, I'm on a no. Well, on that's it, fine. On, I'm on a no on it outright, just because I feel that um, they probably finished the script at that point. Uh, two, I feel seeing Nick Fury would probably detract from the Black Panther movie, 
and would I don't and, think I, so. and I would feel it would be like another Iron Man two situation where you're trying to cram in all this other stuff that's outside of specifically your story about Black Panther. I think I feel, I feel it just keeps it more focused. I think if you that's have a good, I feel I think if you have a good director, the director could have done everything you just said without ruining the movie i disagree and i think i, I think, think it Kugler, would detra- no. i think it would detract i think, I, I don't completely. think so i think a director could have put him in easily and it wouldn't have taken away mm. because i think that if you are a good director you can use any piece and any pawn in play and no one is the wiser about why you made that decision they just let it go and it's on the screen mm. what you're describing is I- um and it's this it's the uh, as i call it the jason alexander syndrome mm. where jason alexander as an actor has issues getting roles later on because of who he played in the past it seeing him on the screen detracted from things but that's because of who the actor is and mm-hmm. you're saying that samuel jackson as a character would detract from the scene but if you had a good director and the scene is well done it won't, it doesn't detract from the scene he's just there but usually nick fury's in any movie and he's talking that's what we're saying. He doesn't. I mean, I mean he doesn't, Hilton's he, he example doesn't, was the best. He doesn't and, need to talk, but Hilton's example is the best. If he was there next to Stan Lee, keeping an eye on situations as well, he should be being mm. Nick Fury in the six one six, in the sixteen ten, in every version of the Marvel universe. Nick Fury is always aware of everything. That's he trades in information. Mm-hmm. And he's always done that. So it would not be outlandish for him to be in a scene where vibranium is being exchanged for diamonds where the CIA is making deals and a Wakandan king shows up, even if he doesn't know anything about Wakanda, Mm -hmm. a Wakandan king and a spy, Kunakia is a spy, something Nick Fury would be aware of because he's aware of the spies in the game. Mm -hmm. They could have done it. Because I feel people are aware that Nick Fury's dead and stuff like that. I would assume. Sure. But I'm saying... should be like, yeah, but are you saying Nakia they, they, knows they, who Nick Fury is? I'm not, I'm not saying everybody knows who he is because I'm pretty sure because he's not are, Bond. I'm pretty sure he says his name every time he I'm walks into sure a room. I'm pretty sure Wakandans don't care. No, they, they don't care. They don't know who he is. They don't care. That's what and I'm saying. Claw doesn't know who he is. Freeman doesn't we're know. Assuming. Who, we're assuming. No, at that I'm he going could definitely be in that casino yeah. <laughs> gambling and hanging out with with Stanley, and he and for all the reasons that were said because there's mm. diamonds and vibranium yeah. and all that stuff. And shocked to see T'Challa and his entourage walk up in there as anybody else because yeah. they didn't tell nobody. Mm. And so, and then things don't they, they don't really have much time from the time they walk in to yeah, when you yeah. know yeah. stuff hits the fan. So you wouldn't have to have like this long drawn out presence on the screen from the time T'Challa wins however many millions of dollars yeah. he wins and then walks away from it. Mm. <laughs> you know, till the time gunshots start going off. And yeah. Then it goes okay. Into a car throws the guy over South Korea. Yeah, you get you know you you get a good maybe three minutes of of, of MFers and this is some repugnant know. stuff and I'll never forgive you know all his favorites he can do whatever line he wants to do because he's you know because he's yeah. he's Nick Fury. Nick and Fury is you get your hit, you get your fix. Nick you can Fury stop scratching the, your veins in your arm, you got your fix. and and you move on. I yeah. get it, you know. Because <laughs> he's know? I mean, but, but he, I, I think master I think spy. Kugler probably had something else in mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I created a movie. That aside from aside from uh, you know uh, Claw and uh, Agent uh, Connor, sorry, is it Connor? What was his name? Freeman. Ross. Ross. Sorry. Is the name Freeman? Ross. Thank uh, you. Everett. Yeah. Everett. Aside K. Ross. from them, those are the only those are the only two windows, if you will, to any part of an outside story that that, yeah. that come into this. Everything mm-hmm. else is 
about Wakanda. Yeah, it yeah. Is in yeah. Wakanda, mm-hmm. yeah. and it and it happened. In, and and civil war, not civil war, but Winter Soldier was kind of the same way because I had arguments with people on the flip mm. about about Winter Soldier, like, well, where was Iron Man, and where was Thor, and where was the Hulk? I was like, all this stuff happened in the dark. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, this wouldn't yeah. have shown up on anybody's radar until yeah. battleships started falling from the sky. Yeah, with yeah. Exactly. Fifteen minute <laughs> yeah. sequence. Yeah. You know, they're and spies. Who knows where Tony Stark was? You know, it's not like. You know, it's not like uh, like uh, uh, Captain America can just jump out anywhere and yell "Avengers assemble." And yeah, then exactly. Just come out of nowhere. <laughs> they're, they're, that, know, this was a this was a covert spies. operation, yeah, takeover Hydra, yeah. of a secret organization. Right, uh, it was a takeover of a secret organization by an even more secret organization yeah. Yeah. in secret. That's and why so I, f- I felt like all the stuff at the fan, you know, nobody. Yeah. Who, who, who are they going to call? Ghostbusters? I, f- I felt yeah, like sorry, the movie. <laughs> I felt like the movie, if anything, Winter Soldier for me, it shouldn't have been a Captain America movie. It should have been a Black and Cap, Black Widow and Captain America, because the whole movie centers around the idea of spy culture. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you can't tell me that Natasha is not one of the most important spies when it comes to the Marvel. I, I liked year. how they used her. But that kind- wasn't the purpose of the movie. The purpose of the movie was to turn Bucky in yeah. from from the Winter Soldier into Bucky Barnes and, and freeze his butt in Wakanda yeah. so he could be ready for Infinity Wars. Yeah. It was also to bring S.H.I.E.L.D. down so that yeah. when the Infinity Wars comes out, you don't have a bunch of Asians getting stomped by Thanos, but you actually have Avengers and Guardians and, yeah. and other superheroes that are taking the front line. Uh, and it was also to tell stories about, you know, the modern surveillance state and all that other yeah. stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it why they why they did it that way because the story they wanted to tell had a purpose on the other end. Like you had, if Shield didn't, you had to establish certain things. You know, yeah, it, it was something that had to happen in Phase Two. Yeah, and it was the perfect vehicle, and they did it right. But it, but you're right by itself. If this had been just something that happened on like the TV show Agents of Shield, yeah, then yeah, you know, you could have you could have had you know you could have told a thousand different stories. And ironically enough. They had to put the brakes on Agents of Shield, if you remember, yes, because yeah. Agents of Shield's plotline was getting ahead of the movies, and they're like, "We need to give you guys a throwaway season, like Naruto." I yeah. know, and, and that's what hurt you guys that part around for a couple of weeks. That really you know? hurt the show, if anything. Like, it, oh my god, yeah, I hated I it. I tuned I out. Yeah, I just tuned a lot back of people when they did. went to outer space. Yeah, um, so we unfortunately have to wrap up. Because it's uh, we've, we're already quite a bit over the time that we usually do. Oops. Um, which is fine. I mean, we knew this was going to happen when hey, talking about Black Panther. We play a game called DTD, and I don't know. I'm going to explain to you uh, what it is. Is we give you three characters. You drain the powers from one character. You team up with the other character, and you defeat the last. It's essentially like the game Fuck Mary Kill, but with superheroes or supervillains in this case. So, wow, okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first. This one is Battle of the Black Panther Villains. We're using the comic book versions of the characters. So it's M'Baku, Man-Ape, Kill, Eric Killmonger, and Claw are the three. So in this situation... oh, I, so, oh you're be, not ready. You're not no, ready. I, I, knew, I knew who I wanted to originally pick. It's just that every time I think about M'Baku... Because I think of him in the movie and mm. not the comic book, I always want to drain him because he's so cool mm. in the movie. Nah. But in the comic book, he's a horrible character. Like <laughs> he's not really a great guy. So if anything, what I do is I'd probably drain Claw 
Yeah. Uh, which means, unfortunately, I'm no longer uh, physical form. I'm just pure energy in a suit. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking him because of how much, how well, powerful. He's solid sound. Yeah, he's solid sound. Exactly. And he can create um, the same thing like uh, the Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. Constructs. He can create Constructs from solid sound. Yeah. So I would drain Claw. I'd team up with Killmonger because mm-hmm. he's strong as hell. Yeah. Uh, he's intelligent as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, in both versions, comic and cinematic, he, he he's a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, unfortunately, I'm defeating M'Baku. <laughs> so that's mine. Uh, Jaws, you want to go? Uh, yeah. Uh, ditto. Uh, yeah. But uh, Claw technically does not, cannot die, kind of. True, yeah. In that he's sense. He's just pure sound, yeah. He's just pure sound, so he just goes on forever. He can eat. Doesn't need to eat. Doesn't need to sleep. Yeah. Just keeps going on. Uh, yep, team up with Killmonger because... He's a smart dude. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to be on his bad side. No. He'll figure out a way to kill he's, me. He's defeated T'Challa <laughs> twice yeah. in the comic book. So. And sadly, like I'm the M'Baku I'm remembering is from uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And oh. it's <laughs> yeah. very throwaway. And I'm yes. very much sure it's very similar. Yeah, in the comic book, it really like just really comes down him. to he's just he's a usurper. He just yeah. wants the throne. So. Yeah. So yeah. That leaves you, Hilton. What do you think? Whose powers would you drain? Uh. Who would you team up with? In that combination that you made, or do I bring my own? No, no, it's it's the same three characters: Mbaku, Killmonger, or Claw. But comic book editions. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Manape definitely gets drained. Okay, uh, because he is he is just ridiculously strong, and uh, you know he's definitely uh, he's got the drive, which tends to win in mm. the uh, mm. in the Black Panther stories power mm. never ends up being the determining factor that's in fair. who ends up on the last page yeah. of a Black Panther novel <laughs> that's fair it's all about like desire and preparation and things like that uh, Killmonger's got to go because his motives are just you know he's you know he wants to be T'Challa and you can't yeah. you can't team up with someone that wants that in their DNA wants to be you and then ultimately wants to kill you and yeah. and all that uh so in order to win it has to be t'challa and manape uh oh well, it's uh, claw claws uh, the other one not oh, claw because yeah because yeah, the villains yes versus versus claw versus claw okay that's, okay that's, that's that's the one i killed all right okay that's fair so guys that was the show uh, I mean, we knew it was going to go long, almost two hours Oops. talking about uh, Black <laughs> Panther. But I feel like one of the We're things. Such yeah. Plus, there was so much to be said. <laughs> yeah. There's so much to be Very said. Much so. uh, and I, I mean, the the other guys for the sh- from the show weren't here today. So I feel like we're going to end up discussing Black Panther again. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the guests that we were hoping could make it, unfortunately, couldn't in the end. But even he wants to come in and do a segment. So, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, still so, got one more week. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> still got one more day to do it. Black uh, Black Panther, uh, Black History Month, still got one more. Still got yeah. one more. We could do it. Well, I know I, I know that. Uh, yeah, it's true. We should be able to do it. The 28th, the, the last one. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, uh, from what I've seen, most of the embargoes that people have put on discussing the film end tomorrow. Ah. It's one week. They're mm-hmm. just like, we gave you one week to see it if you didn't see it too bad. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, the, it's good that our podcast comes out on Friday, so people. It's too bad I've been posting up stuff like, yeah. oh, these are all the uh, costume influences come from this part of. Yeah, Jaws uh, D has been North relentless. Africa, South Africa, East Africa, <laughs> West Africa, all over. So I'm oh, just posting up all that stuff. Oh, look where all the costumes come from. This is explaining this. This is explaining <laughs> yeah. that. Check it. 
Learn something. He probably has a lot of angry friends who have no, who have, no one. Who have no, bought. Like, you wouldn't know. They unfollow you and they don't tell you. I don't care. No, I know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you probably have a lot of people who are just like you're. T- you're giving I, away too much. I unfollow. Have a, I have a lot of friends. I told a, <laughs> I told a coworker of mine. She was like, "Oh, I don't have you on Facebook." I was like, "Go and see the movie first, then, <laughs> then add me." Because yeah. <laughs> there's too much stuff on my wall that just spoil everything. Uh, so Hilton, do you want to tell people where they can connect with you and uh, a little bit about BlurredCon real quick? Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, BlurredCon 2018 is going to be on the uh, weekend of July 27th through 29th. Uh, some really, really exciting discussions going on. We just announced Karen Ashley, the Yellow Ranger. Yes. Yeah, uh, one of our headline guests. So he's get your Mighty Morphin. Hey, it's 25th anniversary of the Power Rangers. So it's going to be like a really big thing. I'm inviting all these Power Ranger cosplayers and, and performers to come out. Uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, you can find us, of course, on our website at www.blurredcon.com. That's B-L-E-R-D-C-O-N.com. Our social media is DC is our community page. We also have a group and an event. We're on Instagram at DC. Uh, or at BlurredCon, excuse me, and on Twitter at BlurredCon DC, hmm. uh, where you can see all, we, we discuss a lot of the stuff, we're posting a lot of stuff, uh, discussing Black Panther, it's just been a really, really great yeah. week for us. We're going to be at the uh, Oak City uh, Comic Con, uh, you know, on uh, the weekend of the 18th, 17th and 18th of March, followed by Awesome Con here in D.C. You can find us there. We got panels. We got uh, a nice exhibit booth. We have a DJ. We're giving away free candy. Oh, you know, we're, nice. we're a party wherever we go. So yeah. come on down. And speaking of come on down, I want to see you guys come down this year. Really looking forward to meeting you guys. Uh, you know, so book those Southwest flights, yeah. <laughs> Ram boat, you know, goat. I don't care. I, I want to have, you know, I got you. I got you guys badges. You don't have to pay for badges. You're, oh, thanks, on, you're on the house. Nice. Uh, you guys have a great time and we'd love to have you. So, uh, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, man. It's always a great discussion. I have a really have a great time nerding out with you guys and, uh, you call me, I'm there, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks. I, I really appreciate you coming through. I really do. Thank you so very much, man. It's it's always great to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, so My it, pleasure. everyone tuned in. BlurredCon, definitely check it out. It's it's an amazing event. I remember I was so upset that I couldn't go last year and I saw all the pictures and I, I just, I was ups- it was a double-edged sword. I was upset, but I was also so happy to see all all the things, all the pictures and just how happy people were, mm-hmm. which made it okay. Like I lived vicariously through the, the joy of all these cosplayers. <laughs> it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, uh, and um, I'll 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 reach out to you, and we'll get you c- to come back soon. All right, guys, have a good one. Take care, right, man. Take care. And then uh, yeah, that's the end of the show for us. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Geektastic Cipher here on FrankenArmstrong.com. Jaws D, what do you want to tell the people? Uh, you can catch me at Transformers Slag on YouTube, and also Geeking Out at the Tower podcast. We're starting up some new episodes. Yep. So you can catch that at G O A T T C A A S T dot. There you go. And Transformers like Transformers S L A G on YouTube. There you go, kids. So that's Geektastic Cypher. I am Brian Doc Holiday. You can follow me on Instagram at Brian Holiday, H O L I D A E. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at A Strong Franklin and on Facebook at Franklin Armstrong, D O T C O M. And then that's about it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't drink and drive or wear your Jimmy Caps because safe sex is good sex. That's the end of the show, you wonderful people. We'll be back next week.